Hi, everybody. It's the Blizzard Watch D&D Spectacular. I didn't name it. I just accepted the name. Uh, I'm Matt. I'm host slash dungeon master. Um, my mother would be so proud. Uh, it, hopefully, y'all are ready for this. Hopefully, we're all ready for this. I'm going to go around the uh, table, so to speak, and use the old uh, staff voice chat list of people to, to introduce them. First up uh, is Ann Stickney. Ann, say hi. Hi, I'm Anne, and I'm playing Mischief, who is a now level 14 Tiefling Rogue. Uh, next up is Corey. Hey, I'm Corey. I'm playing Zellon the Fighter, and uh, I'm ready to do this. Uh, after that is, is Gim. Hi, everybody. I'm, uh, I'm known as Gim. My first real name is Deb. Uh, nobody calls me Deb. Everybody calls me Gim. Um, I am playing Medeal. I am a level 14 cleric and i'm looking for some undead to blow away uh next up is joe hello i'm joe perez and i'll be playing william russpark i am no longer conflicted about who i am in this game because now i have figured it out thanks because uh i spoke with a god last game that's a thing that happened uh i'm super excited let's uh let's disintegrate things liz hello i am liz harper and I'm playing Kanahe, a water Ganase sorceress, who is also level 15 and also ready to blow stuff up because she is so done with all of this. If you're 15, drop it down to 14. Uh, 14, yes. Just 14, making sure. I meant 14. <laughs> uh, next up is Andrew. Hi, Andrew. I'm playing Arison, uh, half-elf warlock. I am unfortunately n never gave Arison the, the plot line I wanted to. I'm sorry. Uh, last up is Mitch. Hello. I am playing Fizzle, the level 14 Kenku bard who just wants friends and maybe made friends with uh, a very powerful god. Hee <laughs> hee. Okay. And uh, if you guys were here last time, you remember that uh, Medeal had just went to go to bed and walked into her tent thing and there was a god waiting for her in there. And we're literally going to jump right to that. So... Medeal, your god, Galia, the, the war goddess, is sitting kind of kind of like Desham, you know, a little Deschamble, um on your bed. She's looking at like, you know, a piece of bone that's in her hand and just sort of like waiting for you to sit down. Get off my bed. She just like one eyebrow goes up. I'm tired. I need some sleep. And you're in the way. Get off the bed. You can't go to sleep yet because we have to talk. We do not have to talk. There is nothing to discuss. Really? I am just done with all of this. Done. All right. Uh, I was going to tell you something that was very important and could have ramifications on your entire life. But if you don't want to know, that's fine. Only if just, it means... No, 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 no. You have been rude to me twice now, and I'm a god. So now you can listen for a little bit. I, I mean, don't want to hear from down. you. Plop, she, she plops down. <clears throat> Crosses her legs, folds her arms, and glares. Now, I don't want to hear from you later that I didn't tell you this. When you're like, oh my, how could you let us... No, I, I was going to tell you, and you told me you didn't care. And she stands up. So keep that in mind. When everything you believe to be true about the world turns out to be a lie tomorrow. And she just walks out. What do you do? In true childish fashion... Because we are being a petulant child here. We get up, we go to the door, fling the door open, and say, Fine! I don't care! I'm going to bed! 
If it's that important, write me a note. Close the door. Go to bed. Okay. Uh, anybody else doing anything before we do the whole people slept and it's now morning thing? Oh, so we do get long rest. Yes, I'm, I'm giving you a rest. I mean, William found out he was dead dead before, so he's he's kind of tired. So he's just going to go to bed. <laughs> okay, anybody else? Mischief is going to try to talk to her moms. Okay, you pull out the uh, amulet? Yes. There's a very, really strange feeling of dissonance. And you hear a voice you haven't heard since you left home. Hello? Hello. Who's this? You left the house because you didn't like your stepfather. No, it was kind of the other way around. He didn't like me at all and was pretty sure to rub it in my face. Who is this? I would think you'd recognize. Mom? Well, by now you know that I'm only third of you. There are so many of you. Why are you on the speaker medallion thing? Uh, There's a noise like in your head, like a slight popping sound. And then uh, Caution's voice comes in. Hello. Um, we had to bring her in. You had to? Why? We uh, tried to go into the mountain. On your own? No, the the whole group of us. Okay, what happened? You shouldn't have tried to go in by yourselves. We're on our way. Yes, we were trying to determine what was happening. And it didn't go well. What happened? Most of us are dead. Wait, when you say most of us, who? The, the entire party, everybody except myself. Uh, Reckless and my wife. The whole, all of them? Yes. Uh, Bearson might be alive. It's kind of hard to tell, but everybody else is gone except Quark. What's happened? There's some kind of giant dragon monster in there and something woke it up. Uh, We don't know what. It just woke up and we couldn't fight it. Oh, I think that's the big dragon that blew out of the volcano after we escaped. Way, way back. It kept saying friend. Friend? Wait. I don't know why it kept saying (laughs) Oh, I have somebody to go pluck. (laughs) We've we've fallen back. Um, Cork and I can have Noah, a cleric, cast raised dead. We have everybody's but Elthus's bodies. We're going to try and... Can you get Elthus? We don't even know if there's any body left. There oh, was no. when 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 the thing attacked. Your your mother is working on it now. Your other mother. Right. Look, just stay safe, okay? We're on our way. We'll do what we can. We're currently in these ruins. I've, there's a portal of some sort in the basement. Okay. Well, we had a really weird day of um, talking to gods, and we're about to like portal on out of here ourselves. I'm not sure where it's going to put us. Well, contact us when you know. Okay, I will. And take care. The thing is ridiculously powerful. Somehow, when when it said friend, did it sound like it was mad? Honestly, I don't know if it even knew we were there. It was like yeah. bursting out of the lava. It it seemed almost disoriented, but it was just so massive. Right. Okay. Um. Well, that's new. I have somebody to talk to. All right. Please be careful, and we'll be careful too, I promise. And then the voice thing pops again, and you hear the the other voice, or your, the woman who raised you. We need to talk when you get done. But okay. just so you know he's dead. Really? When? Um, when I found out what he was doing to you. Huh. That would have been a long time ago. About several years. I, I don't remember how many. 
because we don't think we, we've been kind of fast and loose with that. And so the DM doesn't know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they, she's like, uh, I've got to get reckless up. She's pretty badly. Help her. Thank you. Okay. Anybody else? Well, this is a little awkward now, but uh, just before I go to bed, I was going to, you know, kind of close my eyes and kind of smile and like say, friend, thinking. Don't like, make me know, laugh, man. Like thinking, <laughs> like, like I'm thinking of, of, of Verth. Like, you know, I, I just, I, I want Verth to know I meant it, what I said about being friends. Are we, are we like in a tiny hut or are we in separate rooms or... There's like a separate huts like, is what he said yeah, last time, it, right? It's like a set of like pavilion type tents, but they have like when you go inside, they actually have walls and like like a bed and like they're like real rooms when you go in them. And when you come out, it's they're they're like big yurt type pavilion tents. Cool. I'm good to go find Fizzles. Okay. Uh, it's not that hard because you saw him go into it. So you yeah, just walk up. you walk up to the one you saw him go into. I kind of consider knocking and then think about how weird it would be to knock on a yurt. And then I just bust in. Okay. You're sitting there thinking about Verth and mischief comes busting in. What did you do? What? What? What did you do? What did you do? Did you talk to a dragon? Dragon? And I like shake my head. No, no dragon. Some big black dragon came out of a volcano and killed like almost all of my mom's mom's that's really weird. It killed their whole party and it was saying friend. Uh I'm just kind of like a little stunned like no 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 dragon. Big friend. Both of, both right, of you kind of like both of you make lore religion checks, just religion oh. checks. Okay. Uh, wouldn't uh, wouldn't Mitch have seen like he saw the thing fling something into the darkness? We and they we mm-hmm. were explained by the god, right? Fifteen. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got a fifteen. Verth yeah. is often known as the destroyer dragon. Oh, I got seventeen. You you were doing that, and you remember the thing about watching it fling some part of itself. Also, whilst it was somewhat bird-like when it was speaking to you, it definitely had scales and okay. gigantic black wings and red stuff all over it. And teeth. Yes, very big teeth. All right, as 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 I, you know, kind of wake up a little more, because um, I, I wasn't, you know, close to falling asleep as I was think, thinking of Firth. Um, I, uh, also, make a will saving throw. Uh, Sorry, will? wisdom. <laughs> wisdom saving throw. Seven. As you're about to open your mouth, you hear in your head, like, deafening, super, super loud. Friend! I... I kind of close my eyes and like, like shudder and I'm uh, I, and I, I look at mischief um, and I, I, I go under the covers of my bed for a second. If you killed any of them, if they can't bring them back, if they're dead, it's on your head and I'm going to take it out of your hide. And you just hear a little sob come up from the blanket. That's not a friend thing to do. Sorry. No. What? Try to help. Help. You woke Friend, up. Help. You woke up something. You woke up something dangerous. Uh, it came uh, out of the volcano. But does any of this yelling cool. wake any of us up? Uh, you can go ahead and make a perception check. Disadvantage because sleep, right? Not no disadvantage because they're doing it inside of a yurt that is bigger on the inside than the outside. It's bigger on the inside. 
It's a 14. You can kind of very vaguely hear Mischief yelling. The only reason that it even clicks is because you do not hear Mischief yell very often. Yep. In fact, you're having a hard time remembering ever hearing her yell this long. Like She may have like gone, ah, or that's a monster or something, but she hasn't been yelling at someone this long. See, so you, you do hear it. I'll shuffle out of my yurt and just kind of like wait for the yelling to keep going so I can figure out which tent's hers because I didn't pay attention. Um, well, you don't, you, you didn't, that's not important because you don't, when you come out of your tent, you can still hear her because she's still doing it. Like you oh. just, and it's a Fizzle's tent. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, 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 I didn't tent. see who went in because I was the first one into my tent. Um, yeah. I'll just head to the tent where it has the yelling and just kind of walk in. Okay. You, you look, it, you step in and Fizzle's in bed. Everything. Wrapped okay? up in a blanket. Oh, oh, what's going on? Is everybody Okay. He did something. We know he did something. We were all there. He did something and my mom's almost died and all of their friends did. Wait, wait, what? He woke up a dragon Um. in the lava, in the volcano. They were going to the volcano and it came out. I'm going to assume, and I look directly at Fizzle, that you didn't intend. I'm, I'm under the cover still. You can poke your head out. You didn't intend to hurt them, did you? I, I just I shake my head. I don't I don't say anything, but I just shake my head like very quickly. Left, you know, no. And the blanket kind of moves with it. It's basically just my beak popping out. <laughs> and I, I walk over to Mischief, and I just hug her. I don't, and I and I just whisper, "I can." I did. I think, and it's weird because I'm so short, and she's much taller than me. But I am just literally hugging. They couldn't even find one of the bodies. They I, don't even know if there is one. And I had a chain devil inside mine. We can make a new one. Did for me. Actually, I don't think that will be entirely necessary. <clears throat> as the Eladrin that you know as Aelthas literally just steps into the tent and falls down. I was wondering what the epicenter of this would be. Hello. What are you doing here? He looks, his clothes are burned off. Like he is naked and completely like... There's parts of his skin that are just blistering off of him. <sighs> Mischief takes her cloak I, off and kind of and I throws it over go him. And, and get Medeal, since Medeal's the healer. Contingency spell. Very good to get a contingency spell. Always use them. <sighs> Thank you, child. What happened? Um. Well, the giant, giant dragon thing blew up out of the lava and just sort of started screaming everywhere and using its breath weapon as it screamed i don't i couldn't even tell you if it was trying to hit us um and uh it kept yelling this word in in common that i don't i didn't recognize friend what does that mean i don't this is not my native language oh hold on i'll cast tongues on myself does does, say it again friend oh lishtava okay why okay if it that thought it that was friendly that was the Beep. Friend that I've ever heard. That was not good. <sighs> oh, we went into the volcano and everything was going fine. We even fought a lesser dragon. Thought, you know, so far, so good. And then, boom, the whole place blew up. The others died. Caution and Reckless are trying to bring them back. They brought in Rachel. Oh, well, Rachel could do that. Right, apparently. Oh, you don't. Oh, I guess she didn't. I don't understand your mother's. You and me both, buddy. Okay. He like slumps down. Uh, at this point, Medeal, uh, right. you, you and you and Joe, Joe has come in. You know, I'm sorry, Willier has come and <laughs> dumped everything on you. you. I'm going to assume you get up and come along. Yes. I'm, I'm literally. Yes. If she if she wasn't, I was going to drag her. Good luck, I'm man. Coming. I'm caught. Let go. I'm. Co- 
coming. She's a dwarf. <laughs> You're tracking a dwarf. I would try. I didn't say it would be good. I never said it would be. I never said it would be successful. I said I would try. What's your strength score? Ten. Okay, a ten strength gnome is attempting to drag a dwarf. <laughs> Who has a sixteen strength score? Yeah, yeah. No, no. He would just be pulling and pulling and pulling. I get it. He would she, just kind yeah, of, you know. She, she lifts her arm and takes Willier up off the floor. Like, All right. Let, 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 okay. 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 Go. Okay. 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 Uh, Something has happened, and you need my attention. I got it. I'm behind you. Lead the way. Okay, and I do. Yeah, you two arrive in the tent, and you see there's oh, there's yeah. Um, would you like some healing, maybe? That's what you don't I mind. asked for. If if you don't mind, it would it would be helpful. I I've expended quite a lot of spells to get here. Uh, I yeah, I'm gonna cast heal on him. Okay. Um, that does like how much health? Like 70. 70. Okay. I think you actually just healed him to full and then some. <laughs> he's, he's a wizard. They don't have big health pools. Yeah. Uh, I can vouch for he, that. So uh, it's sprouting out of his head. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, that feels much better. Thank you. You see like dead skin, dead skin and burns just sloth off of him and fall to the ground around him. Uh, he's currently wrapped in mischief's cape. I saw, um, I came to warn you because it looks like you're it. You're the last line of defense. Whatever that thing is, whatever it's doing. I think our bird friend tried to get it on our side to go after the chain. And that's the moment where you hear a shrieking noise in the night. Oh, oh boy. boy. <laughs> Can I hear everybody? Any of this? Every, yeah, you okay. hear everyone hears everyone in Acheron hears this, sh- <laughs> this shrieking noise. Like, literally, there are armies fighting on cubes completely nowhere near you that heard this. This this is like, it sounds like if someone took, like, a metal sheet and drove, like, a pair of rusty scissors through it and then dra- dragged them down to rip them open. Like, just this horrible, screeching noise. What was that? I look at, uh, I walk over to Fizzle's bed and take the if he's still under the sh- the covers, the covers are gone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think We're your friend. I think your friend is coming, and I think you need and meet them. Shake my head and And I, I kind of put my hand on your shoulder. You can do this. I believe in you. I don't know why, but I do. I, I. At this point, everybody else, like I'm going to assume you get up. Yeah. Okay, and. So. I'm looking for the shrieking noise. I don't know that any of this other stuff is going on. No, you, you, I'm going to like right now. It's been long enough that you all got a long rest. So don't worry about that. Even the people who've been involved in all this. Um, anyway, as you know, I'm, I'm going to assume that fizzle shuffles out of the tent. Well, he, he kind of, um, after Willard says that to him, uh, he, he looks at him and then is like, just like touches his head and goes, friend. But like you know, his, his feathers are still kind of ruffled, so he just puts a bunch of feathers in his face, basically. Um, and <laughs> then Mr. yeah, looks at up. looks at Fizzle and says, "Be careful." I I I look I look back confused, like always careful. Okay. And then I go as you step out of the tent, and as everyone else has stepped out of their tents, like uh, I'm going to assume that Zelen wasn't sleeping in his armor, so you're kind of wearing it, like you're kind of pulling it on. Like, oh, yeah. oh, God, oh, uh, and your axe is like, what the F was that? Except it uses the um, axe language. And you guys see, you look up, and in the sky, 
you see something you remember firing a ballista at once, but much bigger. And like much, much darker because the other one was red, wasn't it? This black. No, this one is still red. It's just black in places because it is. It literally looks like a rock on fire. Oh wow! Yeah, and it doesn't stop. Like it doesn't land. It does not interact with you at all. Except when Fizzle steps out of the tent, it looks down and you feel it see you. I, I and kinda... it goes. It goes. Friend! And then it's just gone. It just swoops over and. As you're all like looking up at this, going, "What the?" You, Galia is just there behind you, going, "I cannot effing believe this." I have no idea what's going. If I were you, I'd get my stuff together. Um, that thing is clearing the way for you. What? Huh? Cut to she gestures, and there's a giant glowing like orb in the in the air in front of you all that's showing a scene. It's like one of those strange temple complexes, like the one you found first on the island, or the one here. Uh, it looks again like a piece of a building that's been sliced off at a weird angle. And there's an army of demons in front of that thing, thousands deep. And there's actually an army of devils also fighting them. Again, thousands deep. There's you, you see Baylors and Pit Fiends going at it. You see like all sorts of stuff. And Mitch, oh boy, make me another wisdom save. <sighs> um, <laughs> can I give myself part of inspiration? Yeah, sure. Why not? Cool. Okay. Also, give uh, yourself advantage from Willier's pep talk. Cool. Um. How, does it? Sorry. Does this automatically apply on D and D Beyond? Do I have to? Nope. That's not a good roll. You just click it again. Okay. Get a that's fourteen better. on the second one. And yeah, and then. Are you gonna roll your inspiration die? You can roll your inspiration die and add it to the fourteen. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how to roll it. Lower left-hand corner of the screen, you should see a dice icon. Click that, and then click whatever die you want to roll. Which ah, think, thank you. No problem. I think you're twelve now. D ten. D ten. Wait, what? The f- that was not the right one. <laughs> Good job, forty-one on a D ten. It's the one directly. Look, I, it's the one directly above that. All right, so sixteen. Okay. As you're looking at it, you suddenly get a feeling of vertigo, and and like, and you realize it's because you're seeing it from two perspectives. Oh. I'm now. This is the point of the thing where you tell me what the dragon monster does, because I'm letting you play it. Oh no! Oh, oh boy! No. Oh boy! No. Uh, okay, so it's it's in front this of the... This is worth all the popcorn. It's flying over this pl- vast plain full of demons and devils fighting, and there's a one of those tr- structures that you've seen before, the weird sliced open part of a building temple things. That's where we have to go. Yep. Yeah. It's actually very similar to the one you're at, because Gallia's temple is also one of those things. All right. All, all of these things fighting beneath it are, are clearly bad guys, or, or does They're literally look- all demons and devils. Like, you, like, some of them actually have tridents and horns and pit, you know what I'm saying? Like, straight out of, like, a, a door painting here. Never, it, never, this, never it's a, 19, it's a 1980s metal album cover going on over here. Yeah. Literally, even the fact that you even have lore religion means you would immediately recognize that these okay. things are. Yeah. Um. Oh boy. Um. I gotta think for a second. Um. So I decide to kind of. I'm. I. This is. I'm not the the Kanku version. I'm the like actual black dragon, right? Or, yeah. Okay. It's a unique dragon. Don't worry about it. Um. I'm going to look at one in like the very center of the battlefield um, or, or like try to find one that's all by itself. 
That they're all it's a giant the, scrum. It's just a giant scrum. Uh, I'm, well, okay. I'll sur- survey, see that no one's by themselves. I'll just kind of find the very center of it. Um, and then I will uh, just kind of shoot like a fireball the, the size of like, just, you know, just big enough for that one. Um, and you, just, to, just to get all, everyone else's attention, basically. Just okay, a fireball uh, to do a loop. It, it doesn't scale. actually have the spell fireball. Uh, but what it does have is a gigantic flaming breath weapon. I need you to roll 50 D6. Oh my god. <laughs> How do I make it do 50 of these? Just roll me a D6 and multiply the result by 50. By how much? 50. 50. So, 200? Yep. Um, you attempt to do this, the pick out one and just get their attention. Unfortunately... It's like trying to get the attention of people in a room, not with an air horn, but with like an actual industrial leaf blower. Um, <laughs> you, it opens its mouth and breathes, and the thing it breathes isn't exactly actually fire. It's literally molten rock. It spews out like an enormous amount of molten rock and blasts like half of the uh, battlefield. Um, you don't know how many die, but a lot of them, because... You did 200 damage to everybody in the cone of its breath weapon as it flew by. Oh my god. Okay. So Good job. A, a conservative estimate is a couple thousand just died. How, how many more are, does it look like there are left? Oh, many, 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 many thousands more. Okay. Um, there's, a grou- there's a group of... and Yeah, you all see this. You all see the thing do this because you're looking through the orb. Um, there's a group of things that are neither demons nor devils. Um, fighting at the uh, base of the temple. And you look up and you see a familiar sight. There's a gith on a red dragon leading a charge of other giths on red dragons. Sorry, when do I recognize this from? One of the earlier sessions. The the one that I convinced to bring us with it to open the gateway. Okay. Yep. They're fighting. um, You'd have to make a, a religion check to to know what they're fighting, but they're not demons or devils. Oh, 20. Yeah. They're fighting things that sometimes are called demodans or daemons. Um, There's four of them in particular that seem to be quite powerful. And those four are just ravaging through the gith ranks and the devils and demons seem to be avoiding them for now. One of them is a gigantic skeletal creature with like a face, like a horse's head like with the skin, like very tight around it. Another has these giant bladed wings and is kind of like a massive, like you're not even sure. Um, the third is just a gigantic thing. Uh, enormous. Although compared to your perspective right now, not all that big. Um, <laughs> it's just smashing things with its fists. And the fourth is riding around on a, on like on a white horse that can fly and like, you know, just pointing its finger at things and those things die and you're coming up on them. Okay, so do I know like what kinds of abilities uh, the the dragon has, or is it just is it the one like cone fire? Do I not know? Like, uh, it, it has that ability. It it also has an aura of fear. Anything around it, you know, is is subject to. Um, it also is astonishingly physically powerful. Like you've you can you can just feel it's it's just raw power. Um, okay, it doesn't. It doesn't cast like mage spells or like bard spells per se, but it does have the ability to spontaneously cast any inflict spell or 
like or the basically any negative energy version of a clerical healing spell up to and okay. including harm Ooh. it can just cast okay so inflict wounds and all of that yeah up to up to and including harm it also can cast uh, one other spell that you're aware of by this link it can cast the spell once a day and this spell is wish <laughs> oh Oh, I have that one. I don't know. Well Wish is literally oh, like boy. casting a like uh, you you are a you cast, at that point. Yeah, when you cast you a wish a spell, you can cast pretty much any other spell of like level eight or or below. They can cast any spell that's that can be cast, or you can just say, "I want this to happen," and subject to stuff like the DM being a dick, uh, it'll happen. Okay, good to know. Um. Can I make my next move? Yeah, you're now within range of them. Okay, so what I would like to do, if possible, is try to, since I'm still flying in the air, um, try to grab to the best of my ability or like claw, kind of like swipe down, if I can grab uh, the, the one horseman person flying in the air. Okay. Um, if I can like grab them or just like kind of swipe down so I basically plunge them into the ground um, so that... I'm trying to like land into the ground, like make a. Cool oh, you want to you want to land on them? I I want to bring them down with me, and then yeah. All right, uh, I'm gonna say roll me a d20. Eleven. Okay, the creature you're trying to land on has an armor class of thirty-five, but you have a plus fifty to hit, so you crash right down on it, uh, smash it into the ground. Uh, roll me a d10. Eight. You do eight hundred points of damage to it. Nice. This it actually survives that. Because it's got phys- damage reduction against physical damage, it survives you landing on it just barely. <laughs> but it is it is currently pinned. Uh, now, as you're finding out that you are that you're one of the things about this this creature's body is that it generates enormous amounts of heat. Um, it is doing fire damage every round to everything within sixty feet of it. At the moment, that's those four gigantic monster demon the demodons. Uh, a bunch of lesser demons and about 20 demons and 20 devils or so are all taking heat. Even the ones that are resistant or immune to fire damage are taking damage. That's how freaking hot you are at this point. At this point you feel the connection dropping. Oh dear. No, you got one more. Uh, You're actually being attacked as well. um, But the attacks do nothing. Either they just glance off of your hide or they just incinerate. Like one of them tries throwing a fire spell at you, and you almost laugh. It's like trying to. It's like trying to kill a, like a, a, a pond with like a hose. It, it just no. It, it does nothing. Um, one of them actually does do like a point of damage to you with a lightning whip, and that one is a Baylor, uh, one of the the most powerful of of the dev- the demons. That actually you you feel that like you notice oh, it. That's rude. Okay, you, it's now your round. Um. Okay. So do. I, as Fizzle, get the sense that, like, the connection is wavering, like, mm-hmm. and it's, it's not going to come back, or, it, like... It's, it's letting you go. It wanted you to know it was here, because you're its friend. Okay. But now it's focusing on business. Okay. You get uh, one more round. You can decide nice. what to do. Okay. Um, I would like to use... I, let me know if I can use it in this way. Um, use Wish to... You know, uh, make a wish. Obviously, um, that when when the battle is over, um, 
you know, kind of as as I fizzle, the character sees um, anyone uh, that mischief knows all of the like damage to you know trees or whatever, all of the damage caused by um, the dragon coming out of the the volcano. Uh, wishes for that as soon as the battle's over that damage get undone without and the the you know the people come back um but you know obviously not bringing back all of the the demons and devils and stuff that i fought here um and that includes whoever may have the they start with the g it wasn't geth i'm mixing games up but the things that were fighting on the stairs like anything that died there too okay oh uh make me a percentage check roll two like 2d10s the, the percentage die yes. it should be available on the thing uh, oh i oh never it's mind. the one right below the, the percentage it's the one that looks oh like I, the yeah i did the, i did it's uh, like the 1d100 yeah it's yeah 1d100 i got 14 okay the feedback slams into you because oh. technically speaking you're the one who just cast that spell um you can never cast a wish spell again okay but you think it went off and you feel this terrifying presence in your mind as the connection fades out, this just like it's like having an actual erupting active volcano gently brush its hand across your face, and you're like, "I'm gonna burn up," but you don't burn up, I'm and then the, the connection is gone. The rest of you watching through the globe, you see Fizzle drop. Um, if anyone wants to catch him, go for it. it. Okay. Uh, now, will you make a make a strength check for me? All right. Let's see if this new D twenty <laughs> is worthwhile. That's a fifteen. You got a 15. All right. You do manage to stop him because while, while he's, he is bigger than you. He's not a lot bigger than and you. You just get under him and prop him up. Technically I can push, pull or drag 300 pounds, but yes. Um, the rest of you watching through the, the globe, as it starts to fade out, you just see a, a the four Demodans are also sometimes called the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. They are astonishingly powerful. Great. They go down in seconds. Like this, it is literally just lay. It's like watching a kaiju just destroy everything in its path. Um, there's the ground is buckling and heaving and erupting in volcanic lava that that isn't even here. This plane doesn't have volcanism, and yet, boom, boom, giant plumes of this stuff. Uh, it's breathing that breath weapon in arcs. Its tail is swiping, is like swiping out, and then it just fades out as Gallia closes her hand and goes. That's interesting. And she looks down at Fizzle. Congratulations, little bird. You've made a friend. Friend. And I'm still like super exhausted, so I kind of say yeah. that and like close my eyes a little bit. You should go go back to bed. Apparently, the path will be clear for you tomorrow. I will uh, help Fizzle back to bed. I, I do my best, like really quickly, opening my eyes and like wave, my, you know, lift my one arm, feathered arm up and like try to do a thumbs up, but like no one can really tell. I'm doing. I'm very poorly doing it because I'm so tired. I'm just going like. You guys notice that Fizzle's got a gray streak in his feathers now. Mischief kind of looks at him and pats him on the head. And as I as I help him into his bed, I just kind of like whatever you did, you did good. Good friend. Good good friend. Friend. All right. I leave Fizzle to to rest and walk out of his tent, and I just kind of look at everybody. <laughs> well, I don't know about y'all, but I'm not tired now. That was oh, that really was a- weird. That was a thing that happened. Harrison. Yes. What do you think it feels like when your patron dies? Oh, God. Well, he personally doesn't like the the demons, so he'd probably lose his demonic powers, but like at the same time, it'd probably be relief to get rid of that connection to the demons. You feel yourself 
like it's like weight is pulled off of you. Like you've been wearing weights for for months, and now suddenly they're gone. At the same time, the imp that's been York's constant companion shrieks and is just gone. He okay, so he like wonders where he went, but he's reveling in that like feeling like the moment he first saw that breath hit the uh battlefield and saw all those demons uh perish he kind of just smirked to himself and then watching that battle he was really happy to see those uh huge demons go down so he's been kind of gloating in that whole battle this whole time and just really enjoying the aftermath of this whole thing so you're out with everybody else standing around like or did you go back to your tent um he was he watched it. He didn't go put uh, Fizzle to bed, but okay. So, did you stay out there like after the after Galia left, or do you go back to your tent? What do you do? Uh, he probably watched him go back to bed, and then, if nothing else was going on, would have headed back to his tent. Okay. Uh, when you get to your tent, there's a average-looking man, nothing tremendously special about him, uh, somewhat pale, playing a flute, kind of leaning up against the uh, side of the the yurt. And he sees you and goes, hey, we met before. I'm Ionin. Claire kind of squints and says, oh, what What are you doing here? Well, tomorrow's a big day. It's really important. A lot of stuff going on. And you're useless right now? He uh, thinks, says, I, because of my connection to the Abyss. Go ahead and try to do anything. He tries to bring up an Eldritch Blast and hit the guy. Nothing. He's just staring at his hand and kind of I mean, to, be, to be fair that wouldn't hurt me anyway but you know kudos for the for the balls man i gotta say trying to do that to me not a lot of people would it just nods so i've got a couple options here the way i see it uh i haven't asked my uh my distaff companion because she's not really that kind of person but one possibility is you just go like this and i mean good luck to you uh another possibility is i can put you back and Riaton right now. Like, you can go home. You don't got to be here. I mean, this isn't really your fight, right? He says, well, I, I was just sort of teaming up with them to hide from the demons. Well, seems like that might be not be a problem for a while. If you want to play this out and see what happens, though. And he, like, puts the flute back up to his, his lips and plays uh, music that you don't recognize, but any of you like actual people listening to this would recognize as thick as a brick from Jethro Tull. Um, <laughs> and he stops and goes, I can make a deal with you. I mean, I need people to do stuff for me and I've got clerics and they're great. They're just wonderful people. Uh, and that's the problem. I need somebody to be a horrible, dirty scuzz bag and you know, just kill shit for me. You interested? He stares and says, well, I suppose I do need work now. Yeah, and you're going to like some of the stuff I ask you to do because, believe me, after this is all over, I've got some devils I want to die because they keep messing around with what I'm doing and stealing souls from my kingdom. My kingdom, where the dead are supposed to go. So, yeah. Want to shake on it? He says, all right, before I shake, what exactly am I getting myself into? Well, I mean, I'm going to, after you deal with the situation tomorrow, uh, you know, save the entire world from possibly not existing, uh, I'm going to basically be your boss and I'm going to send you around from plane to plane enforcing my will. Like when I want something snuffed, I'm going to send you to kill it. He sighs and says, well, you can't be worse than the demons, I suppose. I mean, I guess it probably could be, but I really don't think I'm that bad. Uh, okay. Uh, so you're, you're down for this. 
yes, verbal verbal agreement. We're we're good. He's got his hand out, ready to shake. He reaches out his hand, but instead of shaking yours, he passes into your hands the head of a, of a demon, and you recognize it. He takes the head and holds it up to stare at it. They don't get to come back when they die out here. He says, that's good to know. So does that mean I have to keep bringing them here to kill them? No. I don't always want them to be dead permanently. Sometimes you just want to send a message. Some of them are really powerful, and if you tick them off too much by killing their servants permanently, they start sending tons of them. And it's it's just easier if we keep things on the line. You're going to be... Uh, he says a name that you don't recognize and doesn't mean anything. It's not even in a language you recognize. And he goes, oh, right, you wouldn't know what that is. Uh, well, you're just going to be my, you know, my, excuse me, uh, the, the god of death would like to have a word with you, person. He, he looks up and says, so I'm making a deal with the god of death? Yeah, you didn't know that's what I was? That's why I said it was pretty ballsy. And if you didn't know who I was, then that was just funny. <laughs> he says, I, I see. All right. Anyway, you should probably try to call your little buddy back. All right, he does his little uh, ritual to summon his imp. Instead of your imp, the skeleton of an imp uh, like flutters into view. Cool. <laughs> it is literally just like a skeleton imp. It is. It's got the wings, the wings, just the wing bones. It just it's fluttering there in the air. Uh, instead of having the usual kind of like traces of of demonic fire, it's like like leaking off some kind of strange vapor. Is it the same imp or like a? But skeleton form or a completely different one? What was the imp's name? His name was uh, Alrans. Go ahead and address it if you want to find out. All right. So he says, Alrans, did something happen to you or are you a I am dead, master. He's like, so it is you, but you're stuck as an undead now? Yes. He's like, I guess I'm sorry to hear that. Everything is fine. He says, well, now you're stuck even longer as my servant. It's fine. I may have had a, like a couple of words with him when he was dead, just establishing what's going on from now on. I know that's a little presumptuous of me, but I, I tend to do whatever I feel like. So, he's going to um, retry his magic and make sure that it's back. It's different, but it's back. What does the Eldritch Blast now look like in the undead form? Uh, instead of it being like kind of a, you know, the various kinds of fell and demonic energies it feels like like it's something so cold that it would burn your hand like you'd get frostburn as you do it and it comes out in this like purple blue like it looks like the night sky uh in winter as the sun is just dropped below the horizon and it's like that purpley blue just at the very edge of sunset that's what it looks like and it lances out i'm assuming you didn't shoot it at him again if you do it didn't ju- it just plonked off of him but if you were yeah. smart enough not to shoot it at him, then just shoot the wall or something. Yeah. It's, it just, you know, it, it is a different kind of energy. I could have changed up your stuff a little more, but I figured I'd let it stay the way it was and just kind of do some other stuff. If you want, we can negotiate different powers for you. I'm not a demon, obviously, but for now that'll work for you. Okay. Well, I'll be seeing you very soon. And he just turns and walks off and that's the end of the night. Did um the oh my gosh I forget his name the one that showed up from Mom's group oh Elthos Elthos yeah. yeah he he was watching all that and he's like okay I seem to have found exactly the right people to put this in the hands of because uh, that that was something yeah it sure was um tell you what why don't you come sleep in my yurt 
Okay. All right. That, that would be good. We're going to take out, take off in the morning. Uh, do you want to come with us? Because we're going to go back to the volcano. I'll, uh, I'll attempt to. Sure. Okay. Uh, you happen to have any spare clothing? I, I can find a rope. Okay. That would be good because I'm a little, a little less than dressed. I, I will go rummage and find. Throughout the night, there's a distant sound of continuous thunder that is different than anything you've heard when you've when you've come to this plane. The plane always has a kind of low-level sound of something going on in the distance because giant rocks smash into each other and armies clash. Uh, but this one is very almost rhythmic. The way it is just very loud, and it, you feel it through the ground, and you feel it in the air tonight. Oh Lord. <laughs> oh lord um sorry i couldn't resist uh so that all happens uh then morning comes along as you come out the solar who you know had met you at the door the previous time is floating there in the air on a giant golden bark like a like bark? a yeah like a riverboat like the, oh, the, kind, okay. the kind that the egyptians oh, nice. used to go up and down it's enormous and golden and he looks at you and goes Come, step aboard this airship, which you will not in any way be allowed to control, because I have seen Aww. what you do to airships. That's probably for the best. Yeah, that's that's fair. No, that's fair. Not even for like a minute. No. Uh, yeah, we're not exactly. We don't, we don't exactly have a good track record with that. Uh, uh, yeah. We haven't. We haven't had enough time to practice. I mean. I mean, we're we're too. The last for one two was on not our fault. Mm. Not our fault. Yeah. I'm assuming you get on the ship while you're yeah, having this debate yeah, about how responsible you are for, for airship destructions. Uh, the uh, solar is... Hmm? What if we mutinied? Could we take over the airship then and fly it? I, I'm not about just, to fight a solar. Yeah, he looks at you and goes, really, you're about to go die anyway. Why would you risk it early? I've been dead once. It's it's overrated. I'm sure it is. I wouldn't it, know. That's that's not really a selling point for us not trying to mutiny. If we're going to die anyway, why not go out? Because I'd rather do something really fun. Because I'd rather die doing something useful, and I got a score to settle. So if y'all mm. want to die, go ahead. But I got I got mm. something I need to kick the shit out of. Mm. Plus, I mean, ultimately the ship is just alive. Oh, speak, Zarathus, wind of the heavens. Wind of the heavens. The ship says. What do you mean, wind of the heavens? Heavens. I meant to say heavens. All right. Gee, that's weird. Okay, anyway, hey, uh, hi. The reason you can't pilot me is because I pilot me. That's fair. Probably that's a little best. weird. Okay. It's well, not the weirdest was, thing we've encountered. I think I was this is a very, no. I was a very, very good boat in life. And then when I died and I went to the, you know, the high heavens, I was given the opportunity to be a boat there too. Do boats have souls? I did. Most don't. Uh, huh. Elves build ships with souls. Oh. They, yeah. It's, How do we know if a boat that we're on has a soul? Did elves make it? Maybe. And if elves so made the elf it. the elf thing is kind of a requirement, yeah. you're saying. Well, they're the only ones I know about who make boats with souls. First, they awaken a tree. Then they ask the tree if it wants to be a boat. When it says, if it says yes, they make a boat out of it. So you were a tree once? Yep. Where did you live? Um... With other trees? I mean, at the time, I wasn't really all that up on knowing where things were. Or, oh, you know, okay. You know. I think they call it a forest. Yeah, well, the solar is literally yeah. got, got his hand on his head going, yes, they call it a forest. Can we go? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We should probably get going. Yeah, if I'm, if I'm going to die, I'd like to get it done before breakfast. No, mm -hmm. there is food. I was told that you, you people eat food. So there is food. Thank you. I, mean, I, I would rather have a nice 
last breakfast if we're going off to die. So yeah, I'm, thank you. Thank you. I have already completely forgotten your name, but thank you. I, I sincerely appreciate this. He just nods. Uh, he this just goes to the food. And digs it? He gestures to an enormous table full of like all sorts of pretty much any kind of food stuff you could think of is there. In fact, if you think of a food stuff that you didn't see, suddenly it's over there, like on the side. Let's like you turn your head. There it is. Oh, that's oh, convenient. So, yeah. Hey, um, if we eat this, it doesn't mean that we're like bound to this place or anything weird like that, does it? No, it's just. I'm already. I've, I've already been yeah. eating. Okay, cool. And then she digs it. Kanai is already like eating did, a giant. Did he say roll. it's just a hero's feast? That is what he said. Yep. All right then. So, um, I don't know <laughs> if you guys know what a hero's feast is. 2d10. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have Joe explain it since he's doing that while I look up some other stuff. So Heroes Feast gives everybody that consumes it, uh, if we spend an hour eating it, a whole bunch of benefits. One of which is we get 2d10 temporary hit points. The other thing is we are immune to fear and fear-like effects. um, And we make wisdom saves with advantage. Oh. For the next 24 hours. So does that just mean 20 extra points or do we roll 2d10? No, you roll 2d, we roll 2d10. Technically, usually it's whoever casts it rolls 2d10 and everybody gets that value, but I don't know how Matt wants. You'll get 20. Okay, there you go. Oh, we just get 20 hit points? This guy is very, very good at things. Yeah, so uh, you on your sheet, you should see a 20 or attempt category next to your current and max. Go ahead and put a 20 in. I still wouldn't be able to survive a hit from that breath. Nope. Not many things would. That was the avatar of a god. Uh, I mean, maybe if I block a little bit of it. So we Mm. get 20 temporary hit points and we get advantage on wisdom saves or checks? Wisdom wisdom saving throws? Saves. Okay. And what was the other thing? You are immune to fear and fear-like effect. uh, Medeal, I heard that you said something. Yeah, I wanted to ask. uh, Now, we got a a long rest. I used a... a, um, In the middle of the night, I used a level 6 heal on you would have it back you would have have it that's that was my question thank you the ship kind of just you know as you guys are eating the ship takes off slowly and starts it's not moving astonishingly fast at least it doesn't feel like it is um it does take you about an hour to get to the plane that you saw in the orb and when you do it doesn't take a perception check to see that the place has been utterly just destroyed like the every every single spare piece of space around it is just pulverized there's like cool there's like cooling but not cold like plumes of like molten rock everywhere there's demon corpses everywhere devil corpses demodan corpses there's like an honor guard of gif and a couple of big red dragons breathing fire on the temple building but it doesn't get to it there's like a, a sphere around it and it just does it just stops so everything that we saw is gone, except for the gl- the gith. The gith and, the dra- and their dragons. And also there's an enormous, enormous, enormous rocky dragon thing perched on top of the temple complex. Except it's you see that it is on top of the dome, and it is trying to get in, and it can't get in. Huh, that's weird. Can I make an arcana check to see if I can figure out if this is like a dome of something like that? Yes. Well, I, uh, like I wish this would have happened later. That's a natural 20 plus 8. <laughs> okay. As you're watching, you remember Gallia's words about how the gods aren't supposed to go into the world? Mm-hmm. By coming here, uh, the Northern of Earth has essentially exiled itself from the Riaton. And this place is a way to travel into the Riaton. It can't 
go through it. The power of all the gods is basically stopping it. I will. And the dragons are its servants because they are dragons. Red, you know, red dragons serve Earth. Uh, so, in essence, this avatar of the god is stuck here. It can't go back. I'd That's like to interesting. Can I? Hey, would like to go ahead and cast Mage Armor on herself. You know, just in case. Yep. Go for it. Boom. It's on. The uh, bark drops, kind of like goes into like almost a trough type thing around the destruction and just circles and lands inside the bubble. And you can see you guys can pass through it just fine. The solar has to get off of the ship. Like without another word, he just, he just salutes, takes to the air and flies away. Like he doesn't even try to go through it. All right. So there's a dragon like on top of us in this invisible bubble thing. He's, He's floating on top of it. Like he's literally just trying to get in. He's like taking a massive claw and going like poke, poke, poke. And just nothing is happening. And when he sees Fizzle, he waves. I, I was gonna I was gonna wave at him. Friend You the, the ground under you shakes. <laughs> I, I, I look up and I wave Friend Like I'm I'm still a little scared by the fact that I inadvertently killed a lot of people, but I'm I'm like, you did good. But I also I also feel kind of bad that it, it's trapped. Elthos looks around and goes, I was afraid of this. What? There's this isn't a barrier as such. It is a state of being. The gods can't come through it. Okay. That means if they've already stepped through there's a if there's a portal in this place like the portal back on the Riaton, if they've stepped through it, they are safe to do whatever they've going they're going to do and the only thing stopping them is us then we better stop them the ship t- touches the ground that gith that you remember from all those at this point months ago uh like looks up and goes ah if it isn't the destroyers well we're not actually we're about to go kick it uh okay i don't understand your ways but the the giant god monster seems to approve of you um and we serve birth and all things Thank you, by the way. I don't think we ever actually got to say thank you because things were a little harried. But temple, I don't. Yes, know. Yeah. yeah, we were not sure either. Uh, we just knew that the uh, the gift that I would not were not allowed to be there. But thank you, thank you, since you got me and Ethelar here out. I nod at both uh, them and the dragon. Uh, the dragon, the dragon inclines its head. Well, we were all there against our will, so it all worked out in the end. So now. <sighs> Uh, I look at everybody else. We ready? I don't think we can be any more ready. Do you want me to try to dispel this bubble and try to get our friend through? Or? I would recommend we don't. Inf- and I relay the whole thing about this is not. This is the collective power of the gods. Keep Avatar from. Oh, I guess dispelling it wouldn't really do any good, huh? Dispelling it would either work and anger a whole lot of deities or it wouldn't work and anger a whole lot of deities. Or the deities would just laugh at us for trying. Either One which way. I, yeah, we should probably not do that. If if it's meant to be, it will happen. I will. We have other things. Okay. Let's go, guys. I guess this is it. All right. All right and wave goodbye to the dragon. It drops, like it pops up into the air, twirls about a bit as it flies, and it lands directly, boom, like right in front of everything. And like, turns its head to the side to look at you and it drops its head and like pushes its head up against the barrier and you go and the barrier shakes and the building shakes and the ground shakes and it just it's 
basically, if you've ever seen a cat headbutt something, mm-hmm. that is what this gigantic dragon monster just did. <laughs> oh, hang on one sec. I want to see if I have like food or something in my pocket. Do you mean your character or just you? M- my character. Okay. <laughs> Grab some of the hero feasts that's sitting on the boat. Can I do that? Oh, sure, why not? All right, I, I I grab, you know, as much of the Hero's Feast as I can, kind of bring it over and, and bring it to the edge of the barrier and, like, just push it out. And I'm like, friend, friend. And Elf- Alphos looks at William and goes, he is aware that an enormous engine of destruction that has never actually consumed food, but only destroyed to feed the endless hunger of its master. Like, no, no, and I'm not going to about to burst his buds a friend, right? Let him have it. Okay. <laughs> Elphos turns and is like, I don't know how the... F, I found a group even weirder than my group. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the Monothon of Earth, the uh, the Talon of the Destroyer, the the claw that s- severs worlds, reaches down with one enormous finger and kind of scoops the whole thing up and looks at it and looks at you and kind of sticks its finger in its mouth, which is a gigantic, you know, clawed beak-like structure and its massive teeth flashing as it opens and then it does that on its tongue. Looks back at you and goes, Friend, I'll be seeing you. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of get like taken aback. Like, I'm like, I'm like, Rack. like I'm a little happy with that. I'm like, okay, cool. It flaps its wings and goes back up into the air and then just sort of flies off. And I'm ah, going to say bye. at this point that we should take a five minute bio break for everybody. Sure. Because after this, things might get real serious depending on what y'all do. You're standing in front of the entrance to this complex. Um, you think about the various things you've been through up to this point. The uh, waking up in the volcano all those months ago. The discovery that your lives had been copied. The trip through the outer planes. The run-in with the talking cows and the friendly mind flare. Uh, your complete and total avoidance of Piedor, the magnificent magical city. <laughs> so much cool stuff there. But you didn't go in, so you don't know. Uh, Then your decision to throw in with a maniacal dwarf necromancer who turned out to be Medeal's cousin, Malachi, and your trip to the pirate city, and then your crashing of a second airship because the first one just wasn't enough for y'all. And now you're here, after having talked to multiple gods, seen the destruction of the destroyer itself unleashed upon the forces of hell and the abyss and i forget where demodans are from like Gehenna, some bad place um and now here you are the giant doors are opening and you step into a very dark very large room with stone walls illumination um the the, the lights are those same strange lights that you remember from the other facilities are here and they are active are they shining brightly are they flickering does it they are flickering but even order they are flickering, but even flickering, they're bright enough to see by. Plus, if you have like dark vision or whatever, then you have no. Is is there a portal in here or something? Or no, no. The room goes down for like 60, 80 feet, and there's another metal door set into the wall on the far side. Are there any other doors, or just that one? Just that one that you can see. What well, I guess the it's made out of. It's metal. Metal. Uh, it's similar to the metal doors you remember from the first one you went into. Well. I guess there's only one way to go. Alrighty. I I will go investigate the door. Yeah. Are you making an investigate check? Um, investigate check is not my area, but I'll give it a try. Um, no, that's an eight. It's a door. 
Yeah, I do. I think this is a door. I'll take a look. This is definitely a door. Okay, you're making an investigate check? Yep. 18 All plus right. 8. Okay. You, you, she's right. It's a door. Um, it's powered by some kind of box on the front of it. It has like a grid of nine keys. And then there's a 10th key at the bottom. And then a long bar that takes up the room of two keys. Um, they're all covered in symbols. Do I recognize what the symbols are? No, they're not familiar to you. I have the well, the crown is all. Uh, no, it's comprehend languages, which is only oh. written languages, isn't it? Isn't it? Comprehend languages does work on spoken languages. But it also... Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right. No, it's spoken and written. Yeah, but it's not just written. Okay. Right, but the but point is we can use it. They're numbers. This is a- they're numbers? Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. It's, it's actually strange. You've never seen a number system like this. Uh, you know that this this little one here is a one, and then instead of having two ones to mean two, there's just a number that indicates two, and a number that indicates three of them, all the way up to nine of them. Huh. And then a zero, which they don't have in Riaton mathematics. And you're like, what? And then you, it, it occurs to you what this is, what it's the concept of. It's the concept of not having anything, of a zero, of nothing. And you're like, why don't we have a number for this? And you realize... You're all sorts of ideas for mathematics have just popped in your head with this concept. And you're like, for a moment, you're actually shaken. Ooh. But then you're like, but none of this is getting us in the door. I need to get us in the door. And you're, you're back. Can I see if there are any of the keys looked more worn than others? Uh, you'd make a perception check. Sure. Or investigation if it's better. Uh, it absolutely is. Uh, 13 plus 8. It's some of them are a little bit more worn than the others. Uh, you could probably suss out two of the numbers that have been used, but you don't know how many numbers you're supposed to input here. Uh, In, are there any signs or markings on the wall near the door? There's a very big sign saying hazard. Uh, <laughs> you know, be careful. Uh, you know, not be careful. Sorry, they wouldn't use that word. Uh, you know, caution. You know, hazard. Uh, you know, cautious, you know, caution required, you know, anti, you know, anti radiation equipment necessary to pass through this door. That's not good. Can I, that means we need your mom mischief. We need caution. Huh? If the, if the door says that caution is required, does that mean we need one of your moms? Maybe the concept of caution, I think just means be careful. Oh, um, but yeah, we should look around and see if there's a, can I use detect magic to see if this is a magic lock or just a um, mundane lock with a code? Um, you can cast detect magic. Okay, I do that and then see if it's radiating magic or not. It's it's interesting because it is not magic as you recognize it. It is not like it's not any of the schools of magic. It's not necromancy or you know any of it it's it's not enchantment it's not divination but there is something about it that is like magic there's power running through this door oh i have an idea okay i share that with the group that it looks magic but not types of magic that i have seen could i like hit it with a shocking grasp and just if there's like magical power running through the door maybe i can just disrupt it with different magic i mean you can try that Sure, I'm going to try. Okay, what? make an arcana check when you do it. Oh, that's so, I'm not good at that stuff. Do you I rolled a that, 10. Do you explain that's what you're going to do? Yeah. I will lend you gonna, the help I action will, in figuring out how to do it. I am uh, a, prof- yeah, I am a professor, my, after all. So my arcana advantage. is zero. 
My, uh, okay. 16. All right. Uh, you think you, you know what you're doing. Okay. Uh, go ahead and cast a spell. What's the, does the spell require you to hit something? Does it get a saving throw? Uh, no, it's just a spell attack. That so you have does, to attack uh, lightning the door. damage. <laughs> so, so literally you are attacking the door. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, roll, okay. roll your attack. Uh, that's a 24. The door leaps out of the way. No, no, it doesn't. The door can't move. Uh, you didn't have to roll very high here. If, yeah, you if hit. The door, is the door secretly a mimic? That's the question. No, no I don't do okay. that. I don't have things just be mimics. No. Okay, uh, roll your damage. Uh, that would be 3d8. So... Mess the heck up out of that door. 11, 12. Okay. At first, you, you're not sure anything happened. And then, like, there's there's a red light that you barely notice on the thing ab- above this strange little box of numbers, and it turns green, and the door goes, zip, pops open. Well done. I'll have to remember that trick for later. And I was just going to hit it with my axe. That, that might have worked, too. I mean, I just hit it with lightning, so... Maybe, I'm glad you didn't. That looks like work. a strong door, says your axe. I, I, for one, am happy we did this. Shall we, shall we move in? Hang on. Mischief's going to look and see if there are any, like, traps. Okay, go ahead. Probably the wise move. How do I do that? What do I roll? Investigate check. Okay. 14? Uh, There is a trap. Uh, And it's the reason you almost missed it was because it is nothing like the area around you. It is a glyph carved into the floor. Um, Blood of some kind has been used to, to darken it. And it is a swirling glyph... You don't recognize it, but when you point it out to William, he recognizes it. It's um, the language Infernal. I have Infernal. Yeah, but you don't do spells. Oh, Actually, okay. you do. What's I, your Arcana? Um, my Arcana is a plus two. That is actually enough. This thing says die. Oh. Oh. I don't oh. think this is good, William. No, I don't think it is either. Um, can anybody remove magic? I actually. I, I can dispel magic. We should probably step back, and we should probably dispel it. What if I hit it with my axe? I would assume that it is going to explode in some capacity. <laughs> okay. So, for dispel magic, if it's a level 3, it can automatic, otherwise I have to roll. I th- you have to roll. Oh, hold on. Oh, keep going, but I might do something real quick. But since nah, you're a we're, warlock... We're already, we're already on Arison's thing. I, since you're ca- a warlock, it would cast at your maximum level, correct? Yeah, Ooh. but he still has to roll. Okay. No, that's, that's not good. I failed. Okay. Does he get any, is there any chance of him getting a help action for me with pointing it out and showing what it is? No, this is him casting a spell. Okay. This is just his spell casting. You summon forth the power, you cast dispel magic, and the glyph pulses and resists you. It does not dispel. And then there's a shuddering as the glyph discharges. No. What spell is it unleashing? Disintegrate. Counterspell. See? Uh-huh. Okay, you successful. Well, actually, you'll have to roll. Um, it, unless you're casting this at 7th level. No, I'm going to try to roll. Okay. Uh, DC is what? It's 8 plus spell level. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's against my Arcana? And I believe it's just a straight-up spell check. Oh, if it's a spell check, then that's even better. Uh, so that would be a 21. Okay. Yeah, that gets it. The, uh, and the spell Disintegrate, which was going to be cast by this glyph. Like, literally, you just stop it. You like hold, reach out with arcane power and you just stop it. And you all see like this green lance of energy shoot forward and will you're like matrixing it. It just gets caught. And then he gestures to the side and it's gone. Wow. 
that was really good, Willier. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think he's just saved my life there. I don't uh, know how many pat- more times I can do that. <laughs> I, I pat him on the shoulder and I'm like, good, good, good. Um, thank you for catching that trap. I wouldn't have even thought to. Thank you, yeah. Harrison, for attempting. Well, I figured this place probably isn't just left alone, especially no. if anyone bad has been through here. If the devil came through here, yeah, he probably left pre- more presents like that. We should be on our guard. Right. I'm going to keep an eye out for more traps. Okay. Uh, looking through the door, you're, there's another room ahead of you. There's three people kind of just shambling around, like looking like they're trying to clean it. Like one of them is pushing a what you think is a broom. It doesn't look like any broom you've ever seen. Like it's it's metal and it has an extremely wide head with all these bristles, like way more than you're used to. But he's pushing it on the ground. And the other two are like they walk to one area, pick up a metal crate, walk to the other area, put the crate down. Then the other one walks over and picks the crate back up and then puts it down where the other one just moved it from. So they kind of keep doing that back and forth while the other one just keeps pushing the broom in the same spot. Oh, good. Zombie janitors. You think? Probably. That doesn't look great. Hmm. Well. One of them straightens up and turns. Uh-oh. And looks at you guys. And that's when you notice that the top of its head is missing. Ew. And there's a metal sphere poking out of its skull. So okay. it could be controlled. Okay. I'm sorry, Emilio. So it could be controlled. Possibly. It's just looking at you guys right now. It's still pushing the broom. Mischief is going to see if there's anything else in the hallway, or is it just those three people? It's it's more like a slightly larger room than the one you were just in. You just see those three. Uh, there's a passage to the left and a passage to the right, and then there's like a giant metal door on the other side of them. All right. Uh, I step forward. Does it look like they, he becomes hostile? He just turns and starts pushing the broom again. I very carefully keep moving forward. You guys see Willier heading through I'm the gonna room. I'm going to follow Willier. Also following quietly following okay you get up to the door there's a no, this time instead of one of those things on the door there's one of those screen and button assemblies you've seen several times now uh it's it's right like up next to it and in, built into the wall there's green symbols on on the flat thing can i make heads or tails of it u.s department of defense operation number seven please enter passcode it needs a password well that's can I oh, investigate the room? Sure, go uh, ahead. Look for any like scraps of paper or anything that might have been written on. Okay. Post-it note somewhere. Go for it. The room is is like it, it looks like at one point this might have had furniture of some sort in it, but it's all since been destroyed, and these guys have been basically trying to clean it up for however long they've been here. But go ahead and make an investigate check. Tell me what you got. I got a five. Okay. As you're looking for it, one of the ones who keeps moving boxes walks up and doesn't stop for you. And so essentially tries to walk through you. What do you do? Um, it just tries to walk through me? Yeah, like you're not there. Like as far as it's concerned, you're not there. Okay, I'll just, I'll let it bump into me and then I'll move out of its way. Okay. Um, it doesn't seem I, to notice you. Yes. I, I, I notice this and, and I kind of like get a little curious and I put my hand out to like block one from moving and just sort of, or fe- arm feather, um, to see what happens. And it, it keeps walking right through you. If you, if you, it will... It will keep going, and if it pushes you back or bends your arm at an odd angle, it won't care. Gotcha. Okay, I back off quickly then. When I when I start to see how much force make a make a perception check while you're doing that. Oh, now one plus six. What was the number? Seven. Okay. Uh, yeah, you don't. Yeah, you're like, what is wrong with these people? 
All right. Cliff is going to see, do any of them look like they have any papers or anything on them? Or like um, anything with with weird numbers or symbols on them, like the symbols on the door? Okay, go for an investigate check. Okay. <laughs> Three. <laughs> wow. Well, maybe it's best we get these low rolls out of our, our, our system right now. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you don't know... Like you're you're not sure where to look for them. Like on a on a person, like a normal person, they'd have a pouch or a bag or something. These guys don't, and you don't know how they carry anything. Huh. Like you know, they they're wearing these weird like top tunics, but they have like a strange divide in the middle of them. And as you look at the tunic, you realize that the divide is actually some kind of very small metal thing with teeth. That it moves up and they close and it moves down and they separate because you actually pull up and down on this guy's is a zipper. You pull up and down on it a few times going, wow. Uh, and he, he doesn't react. Uh, I'm going to just look around the room or whatever, see if I can help and see if I can. All right. I These... Can I go to the the one who was moving hey. boxes? Go... 27. Nice. What, what were you rolling? Investigation. Yeah, but what in specifically you're just looking for what you can't just say i'm looking at the whole room i'm looking for i'm looking specifically for anything that will be a code or says password uh or something that like a key card something that that like matches to the door okay while you're while mischief is playing with the guy's zipper <laughs> you notice that they have some kind of laminated thing around their necks like it's shiny and you've never seen the material like this before until you start seeing all these weird ruins but it's see-through and it's strange to the touch, like cool. You lift the thing off. Uh, it's like some kind of cord that it's attached to. And there's a picture of a guy, but um, it is this guy. It is this this person's face, except his top of his head is there and he's smiling. Not like a big smile, not like, yay, but more like a, I'm having my picture taken smile. Uh, and thanks to the magic you have going, you know, his name is Doug Hines. And Doug Hines is a... Ensign. Okay. Uh, apparently, in life, or, or whatever was before this, this was Doug Henson. He was something called an ensign. Uh, I don't Mischief know. If... Pulls the zipper back up again. Hello, Doug Hen or whatever. Hines? Yes, it was Doug Hines. The card thing you're holding, it has a lot of numbers on it. It also has a black strip along the back of it. Can I think and of... you remember you remember this from the time you went yes. into the Gitzerai the base. Yes. Cause, okay. Yep. Okay. I'll go over to the door and do the thing that I saw the Gith, the, the, them do in the Gith base. Yep. Uh, it slides in. Then you have to take it out because you put it in wrong. Then you realize to do it this way, and then you put it back. It still doesn't work. You take it out, and you put it back the same way you did the first time, and this time it works because that is how technology works. Um, after a few seconds... There's a like a do 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 ping, and the giant doors very slowly push in and open. I'm going to hold on to this card and uh, so what's beyond the door. Um, there's another tunnel. It kind of slopes down. In the distance, you can see some kind of red glowing area. Before we move on, yeah. I will go and get the other cards from the other two. Yeah, I was gonna say, Mister oh. wants to see if there's cards on see the other here. guys. <laughs> Yeah, but one yeah. is one is uh you know ends in Stephen Dubois and the other is uh, ends in Harry Kim. <laughs> Even now he still hasn't been promoted. Uh, Poor Harry. <laughs> so mischief is going to check the hallway down towards yeah. the red thing for for more of those traps. Okay, uh, make another investigate check. Eleven. Um, can can I do the same thing? 
too, now that I notice what Mischief is doing and, you know, remember the first trap. Yes, everybody can try to make investigate checks. 15. Someone add proficiency. Jesus! 26. Okay. <laughs> Will, you're, since now you're primed and looking for it, yes, there is another glyph. Uh, also an Infernal. Uh, not the same glyph. This one says, Death of Ice. Uh, this one says, Death of Ice. That, like, Great. I would it like would to try all something. the ice around us, or it would okay. kill us with ice. What would you like to try? I uh, would like to misty step to the other side of the door. I can misty step thirty feet. Well, the door's open. Yeah, but I don't want to step on the rune. Oh, so you want to misty step to the other side of the rune? To the other, to the other side of the door. The door is open. Yeah, you want to so go. Can... The the rune is down a ways. It's not directly in front of the door. Uh-huh. It's about what you'd say. Like, 10, 15 feet into a, into a, a, a pathway that slopes down. So Wait, if you want to get, to, if you want to get to the other side of the, of the rune, you absolutely can. Um, but it would have to, you know, the, the rune is not in the doorway. The rune is on the floor as you head in. Um, ah. I can try and to trigger it from rain. Well, I mean, yeah. are you misty stepping to the other side of it? You can do so. It's 10 feet from where you're standing. You oh. can misty step 30 feet. So you could go 20 yeah. feet past it. You can do that. I yeah, I want to go to the. I want to go to the other side and look around. You you do it. You're on the other side of it. I have an idea. Okay. Okay. <laughs> More uh, terrible ideas. Yeah. No, it's it's a great idea. So the the moving box zombie is he currently moving towards a box to pick it up? There's two of them that are constantly moving the same box. Okay. One of them moves it from the spot that it's in now to the other spot. The other one goes over to that spot and moves it back. They've been doing this the whole time. Hannah, I will intercept the box after one of them has put it down and pick it up and see if they follow me or one of them follows me. Okay. <laughs> so you have the box? I have the box. Does the, does the yes, zombie... Yes, it is trying to get to the box. I will toss the box into the room over the trap. Okay. Uh, uh, and then I will back up and I will... Hold tell on, hold back on. You're going to do some kind of check here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say you need to do an athletics check here. Oh no, athletics. My plus 12. <laughs> that's an 18 okay you don't get it very far past the room because it's a very heavy box it's like it's a metal crate of some sort but yeah you're strong enough you you whip that thing past it it it, medial you not medial uh kind of hey you actually see the box coming and it's like it gets kind of close to you and you're like ah i i would throw boxes for yeah i'm gonna tell everyone to back back up up away from the room okay Yeah. yeah you did that that's fine you are now standing, by the way, Kanahe, you are now standing at the most, at the narrowest point of the tunnel, and you uh-huh. can see that behind you, because you're facing the rune, behind you is a room with a, like, a metal, like, metal ramps that lead to and from this giant metal catwalk circle, and underneath it is all molten rock. Oh, yeah, that does not look good. But, yeah, the, the box has been thrown. The, uh, the person with their head, the top of the head removed, is now walking towards the crate. Everybody back up. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, you can, you can get around the doors. You basically put yourselves behind the doors as they're open, and you, like, peer around them looking to see what happens. Um, yeah. Kanahe's going to try to get any cover that there is because she knows there's a death rune there that a box has just been thrown over. Okay. The, cre- the person, former person, walks in, walks right over the rune, and as their foot contacts it there's an enormous flash of blue to white light and the entire area is engulfed in 
ice. Like just <laughs> the thing stops because its entire body is like impaled with like gigantic skewers of ice. Um, like, you know, I, like ice skulls and slag tights of ice. One of them has gone through its head cavity and pushed out what appears to be the metal sphere and has actually pierced that sphere. So the sphere is actually out the top and the top of this thing's head is now completely exposed. There's nothing in there now. And there's like a, like snow in the air around it. Ew. I start kind of like jumping up and down and like trying to catch the snow. You'd have to actually go in there. Because it's not, it's localized to the area where the, the glyph. Went I mean, does it does it seem safe now that it's the explosion has been said and done? I would I would take a look and relay that if I can figure it. Out. It doesn't take you much. It doesn't take much to say yes. The glyph is discharged. Okay, th- then yeah, I would I would kind of peek my head around, look in, and see, and then like snow and kind of start jumping around and going for it. You get a couple of snowflakes. They melt fairly quickly in the air though, because it's warm in here. Oh. That is something you don't see every day. The uh, sphere is leaking fluid down onto the icicle. It's kind of a reddish, but very light reddish color. Mm. Ew, is that zombie blood? Uh, Make a medicine check if you're that curious. 13. It's just blood. It's just like skull blood tends to have... Skulls have a kind of fluid in them that surrounds the brain. Why is the metal thing bleeding? Because Um. it's, it's leaking cerebrospinal fluid. Weird. I wonder if there's a brain in it. Is 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 this ice like a like a wall throughout the room, or can it be walked no, around? It's okay. It's literally like in the center, like a bunch of these ice spikes of just. It's like the closest thing you can think of as a spellcaster is like it's like if someone cast fireball, but instead of a fireball going off, an ice hmm. ball went off. Hmm. Um. Can we walk yeah. past it to get into the room where? Yeah, you'll Kana have to like, kind of okay. have to hug the the wall a little bit, but yeah, you can get around it. Kind of okay. is going to like glance around the side of this thing and be like, "Everyone okay over there?" Um. Well, except for that guy. Well, I mean, sorry, he Harry. Living, he he wasn't living a great life anyway, so maybe this is maybe we've done him a favor. I don't even know if he was living to begin with. Uh. In which case, same thing. Maybe we've done him a favor. Maybe. He's anyway, the same thing over and over and over again. Let's let's go. Let's let's see what's up ahead. The other one is now wandering around looking for the box. Did the box get destroyed? Uh, no, it's still where you put it. What's in the box? Is there anything in it? Do you try to open it? Yeah. Okay. Make a reflex save. Like a dexterity? No, literally a. Sorry, I shouldn't use the word reflex. Yes, a dex save. Okay. Uh, seven, 18. A needle pops out of the side of it as you attempt to open it. You manage to get it, your hand away in time and you don't get injected. Uh, Ew! There's some kind of like viscous green fluid coming out of the needle. Inside the box, inside the box, there are several small plastic, like black plastic things. They You don't, you don't know what they are. They're they're small. If you lift one out, they're quite heavy. And they're just plastic? You think so. I mean, you don't really know what plastic is, but you know this isn't metal and it isn't ceramic. It's nothing. It's like the key card. <laughs> it, it's very different from the key card. It's hard. It's very hard. Um, hmm. And it's somewhat cold. It's like a black. It looks like a black letter L kind of with like this weird thing at the middle of the bottom. And there's like a little tongue of metal that comes out. That you can like uh, put your finger into and around it. <laughs> what is it? Oh, 
Uh, <clears throat> yeah, how mysterious. Whatever could yeah, it be? Kanahe would like to, like, pick one up and, like, investigate it? What would you do to kind of figure out what's going on here? Uh, you can try an arcana check. I, would my tinkering be useful <laughs> here? You can try that. Well, yeah. I, as you're I looking will... at it, as you're looking at it, um, the, the spell that you have, the Comprehend Languages, it uh-huh. says uh, Cult Arms Springfield, Massachusetts on, like, one side and just etched in. Uh, C one five one five five three. I don't know what that means. No mis- and my arcana check, my arcana check was a two. Yeah, you you don't know. <clears throat> Gnomish tinkering is a dirty twenty. Okay. Weird. Uh, this thing is astonishingly well crafted by your standards. Uh, there's you look at a couple of them. Usually with manufactured items, like when when somebody uses tinkering, like an, an uh, you know, uh, I want to say an arcanist, but that's not the word. Uh, what's the first class? The ones that they came in from Eberron. Artificer. Artificer. Yeah, like an artificer or a gnomish tinker or whatever. When you make something, they, they tend to be like, you know, you make the pieces, you make the thing, you put it together. There, even if you make another one just like it, there's differences because you're, you know, individually making each one. This, the two, two of these you're holding are so alike as to be almost indistinguishable. If they, they have different numbers on them because you have comprehend languages, but otherwise they are practically identical. All right. The next thing you f- you figure out is when you pop, you find us a, a latch on the side, and you drop, you you press it, and something falls out of the bottom of this thing, and it is a small metal clip, and inside of it are small rounded things, and you've never seen anything like them, but they smell like something you've smelled before. The uh, it's a it's something that they call various words, uh, demon powder, black powder, uh, stuff, black like powder things like that. It's vaguely like that, but different you you suspect this would be much much more powerful um, you have no idea how it is made to go like there's no there's no ramrod there's no packing material there you don't know if the bullets in this little thing how does it get out like you you don't understand I, but you understand enough to know that this is some kind of firearm okay um i relay that information to everybody huh i point the thing at the uh, what I would assume would be the out end and point it at the frozen zombie and start pushing things and pulling on things until something happens. Uh, oh, after, a, after a little bit of use, oh, you dear. figure out that the strange little tongue that comes down <laughs> is some kind of triggering mechanism. You pull that and you see a small hammer that on the back of the thing, pull back and go forward. And the entire top of this thing slides as the thing explodes in your hands. And you didn't know it was going to do that. I'm so sure I hurt myself. You you do not successfully hold on to the weapon. <laughs> uh, you make no. it make a make a dex check to see if you drop it entirely or if you just lose it for a second and get it back. That's a seven. Yeah, you drop it. Uh, <laughs> it hits the ground. It doesn't go off. You were afraid it would do that again when it hit the ground, but nothing happens. It just hits the ground. Uh, the torso of the frozen corpse is now gone. Wow! The whole middle of its chest is just open, and the ice has been blown out. How did you do that, Willier? This is apparent. I I pick it up very gingerly. Apparently, uh, it is a small device that can fire explosives at things, and this is the trigger, and I pointed out. I am not very good with uh, this, so I'm going to put it back in the box. Um, You may all do what you see fit with it. I, I am good. Mitch's just going to grab a couple of them and stick them <laughs> in our bag. 
Okay. <laughs> I'm just having this picture in my head. I was waiting for it. Roll one you- d- yeah, roll 1d6 for me. <laughs> 1d6? Yeah, roll 1d6. I just have this vision of like one of the, like in Hot Fuzz, like Mischief just runs, <laughs> rolling six? through okay. the air. And just yeah, you, get, you get six of them. <laughs> and they, they they each come with an extra clip. Uh, there's also a note in the in the thing that you can't read because you don't have comprehend languages, but you lift it out and you find this note. I pass it uh, to William. Can you read this? Sure. What does it say? Now, attention! Do not pack the firearms with their clips in. <laughs> Lieutenant oh. Brewer. Lieutenant Brewer was a, f- a very intelligent person. And nobody listened to that. Noted. Huh. Kanahe, Kanahe's going to take one. No, she That's just took all six. There were six oh, in there. She just took all six. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> then Kanahe is not going to take one. Well, wait, you took one out already, didn't you? Because weren't you looking at it? You were the oh, one yeah, that's I was uh, looking at one. You still I have started... that one. Okay. I have, and that also I means Mischief only has now. five. I have five. Uh, okay. Yeah. You have five, and you have, uh, in addition mm. to they all have clips in them, which they shouldn't, as we've established, they also have another clip for each one. Mm. So you actually get six clips because she didn't take the clip. She just took the gun. Neat. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a crossbow. You aim it. <laughs> As Small and very devastating crossbow. I'm going to be upfront with you. If you want to use this thing effectively, even though it is not actually magical as such, you have to attune to it. Okay. Uh... That will take you half an hour of focus. Yep, that's fine. That's fine. I will. I will. How, do you have Do you have a free slot to attune things to? I do. Okay. <laughs> I I do not. Okay. Well, you then you can't use it effectively. Until you can attune to it. And mm-hmm. when I say attune to it, it is not technically the same process as magically attuning. So once you've completed the process, you could use any of these. Sweet. Because they're identical. <laughs> and But you have to do, it takes you that amount of time to understand all yeah. the, this switch makes it not work. This switch drops the clip out. I shouldn't use that unless I need to get the clip out. This part here, oh, the, the bullet things come out if I do that. Okay. So you're spending their time. Like that's what you're doing for that half hour. Wait. Well, for now I can't, I can't, we we're in the middle of something. So I'm going to put them in the bag of holding for now. Okay. So uh, looking at this for a few minutes, uh, Kanahi is just going to hand this one to mischief because he's, uh, I'm not, Thanks. I probably, I probably hurt myself thinking this through. Yeah, it's definitely way more effective than arrow. It's kind of like an exploding arrow, only so much more explody. Yeah, but you can always Try get... not to hurt yourself or you any can... of us with them. You can get arrows back. These are seem to not be recovered. Yeah, along with body parts. I'll bet you'd come in handy. I'm going to need some time to look at it, but maybe we should get out of this tunnel first. There's a lot of uh, levels. The other... As you the guys come around, this... yeah. you, you're... Uh... When you get up to where Kanahe is, the room that she's like standing right next to the entrance to doesn't have a door or anything. It's just the tunnel narrows and then widens back out. Where the tunnel widens back out, as I explained, there's a metal walkway that goes out to what looks like a, a ring kind of catwalk that has two more walkways, actually three more walkways that come off of it, like one to the like one to the west, one to the north, and one to the east. And underneath all of this is lo- is like molten lava. The floor is lava. Yep. I mean, yep. I was just standing, saying it. Standing in front of the the door to the maximum north are two things. Standing under the under the door or at the door? Literally in front of it. When you say things, wh- 
what what do they look like? They're kind of hunched over. They look to be made of metal. Um, they're both standing there, just kind of at attention, or maybe not at attention. It's hard to say. One of them has a light that is like kind of sweeping the room. The other is completely not. There's no light on that one. Do they look humanoidish? I mean, they have what looks to be arms, maybe, but they're they don't they they in fact their bottom part terminates in treads, like like a like a like a metal belt. Oh, good old Ed 208s. Um, are they like alive or number five is alive? Or- <laughs> I mean, they're they're there. One seems to be like looking around. The other is just they're standing but there. They're on the other side of the f- of the room where the floor is well. Yeah, they're if you like walk if you were to walk all the way on the catwalk that you've got in front of you, then you you get to the ring catwalk. You would then walk on the ring catwalk until you got to the north and then head north over that. There's another ramp there. You'd head down that ramp and the two of them would be standing right there in front of a door. Is and this is the only obvious way to go? No, there's another one to the like to the right that kind of like arcs up. Like there's three ramps coming off of this thing. There's one ramp where you are that leads onto it. And then there's three ramps that lead off. One leads to that door. One heads to a tunnel that goes to the left. And one heads to a tunnel that goes to the right. Uh, Look at everybody. What do you want to do? I'm going to guess that because what we're looking for is really important. It's going to be behind those things. Where does the other one, the other ramp lead off to? It's nothing. There's There's, nothing guarding it. There's three ramps. Uh, One ramp is the one that leads to these guys. One ramp to the essentially to the to the east you would call it right um that one goes to into a tunnel and you just you can't see the end of the tunnel and the same thing happens on the on the left except the one on the left does go up to a door but it is just a door it is not like a big security door it's in fact you can even see that it's got like a latch like the latches that you saw the first time you went into one of these places you could you know to just put your hand in and turn it and you could get that one open is alpha still with us yeah, he's just been like taking this all in. Oh, okay. Um, I'm fine with I, trying to get through the security door. I want to check out the completely the the door that is unguarded with just a latch. All right. I mean, it's it's there. We're here. It's there are no guards. It seems easy and probably completely safe. Says Kanahe with her ten intelligence. Um, we should be cautious anyway. But if you want to go check it out, we can. It just, it seems a little less dangerous than our other options. Maybe there's something in there that's informative or useful or, eh? All right. Okay, so you go up to the door? Yep. Yeah. Uh, kind of look out for any traps still. And- All right, you make an investigate check? Uh, 18. There's a trap on it. Yep, 20s for me. Uh, is but it another not, glyph? No, or? it's not. It is not a glyph. Hmm. It is literally... A metal box that when this door is opened, unless you stick your hand into the metal box and depress three things at once, will shock the door. Hmm. I kind of ask if Mischief can handle it. Uh, Well, I can try, I guess. Or my imp can stick his hand in. Hey, will that work? We could try. Hey, imp, can you push down all three of those things at once? You know, Arison, your imp is looking kind of unhealthy. Oh, yeah, he's dead now. Well, we were there when we found out that he was dead. No, you weren't. That was back at Arison's tent. Huh. Oh, never mind then. Yeah. None of you saw that. He's kind of a skeleton. That's weird. As you're all, you know, debating the existence of the imp, the imp goes, this is fine, and flies (laughs) over to the door and sticks his hand in. There's a popping sound. The imp gets hit with 
Oh, hold on, gonna the imp, get, the imp gets hit with like twenty-two points of electrical damage. All right, he dead. Yeah, but he was already dead. So okay, he, he's he uh, comes back dead. up. He literally comes back up. You you feel him die the way you, you know he would just vanish if he died, and then he just vroom, pops back up and goes, "It's fine," and flaps back to your shoulder and lands. <laughs> Did that disable it? The door is open now. Oh, All right. well, that's gonna be well. That was convenient. Belly forth. Everything's fine. Thanks, Imp guy. That was very helpful. It's fine. Okay. Very, very helpful. Okay. Is is it dark in this room? Do we see anything? It's you're actually looking down a tunnel. Uh, you can see that there's the tunnel is pretty long, um, at least a couple hundred feet. All the way down it, you can kind of see the faint glow that you associate with molten rock. And then there's two passages, both on the right side as you're looking down it. One closer, one further in. Hmm. I'm gonna head towards the closer. Okay. What do we do when see you get any there? traps? Do I see anything down there? Is it just more hallway? Um, there's a. It opens up into a round room, and there's several of those people with their heads open. Stand like some of them are moving around doing maintenance. One of them is standing there holding a long. Uh, like it looks similar to the thing that mischief has, but. It's longer. It's like it's it's almost spear length, and it has like it's it's got more of like a, it's got like some kind of curve on the top, and a and a longer thing coming out the bottom. Instead of looking like an L, it looks like a couple of symbols at once. It's all hey guys, featureless black. I'll call back to the group and say that we've got another room full of those those I don't know you know how to describe them zombies. We probably leave them alone. They don't seem to be paying attention to us as long as we leave them alone. Are you still in the in looking around the corner, or did you come back to the group? I'm still looking around the corner. Okay. The one that has that device turns and looks at you, and turns it to look at, to aim at you, and you've seen people aim crossbows enough times to know what aiming looks like. Yeah, I'll oh, duck back. Alright, uh, what's your armor class? 20. Plus okay, with the, with the cover you've got, it doesn't hit you. Um, the wall, like you hear rock just get pulverized by the extremely loud noise of that thing in its hands. Whoa! Are <laughs> hey, you okay? Uh, Unauthorized access. And it doesn't sound like a robotic voice. It sounds like a normal voice speaking robotically. Activate. Termination. Measure. And the others in the room, you hear like, activate. Termination. Measure. Activate. Termination. How measure. many are I, there? I, I kind of do the same thing. Go. Activate. Termination. How many did Corey see? Corey saw three plus the guy with the weapon. The, the, it's actually kind of funny. It's the last one you hear goes, activate termination measure. <laughs> that one sounds excited. The rest of them just sound. Okay. <laughs> it's not um, fine. This is fine. Do we, you know what? Here's, I'm here's gonna do roll initiative, by the way. Yeah. I'm going to do something really dumb on my initiative, but it's going to be cool. Okay. Uh, everybody roll initiative. Let me know what you get. 19. 14. 20. I got 18. 16. Actually, wait till tell me what you get, so I have something open to put it in. <laughs> Sorry. Alrighty. Anybody above a twenty? I got a nineteen. I got a twenty. Okay, the twenty counts as above. So, Arison is at twenty. Williams at nineteen. Anybody else at nineteen? Okay. Anybody above a fifteen? I got a sixteen. I got an eighteen. Who was it with the eighteen? Medeal. Medeal. Or dice. Okay. Anybody above a ten? Fourteen. Zellan got a ten. Nahe got a 10. Alrighty. Uh, Arison, you're up. Alright. My new um, Mystic Arcana 
that I got. I'm going to send my imp forward so that I can cast through him. And then I'm going to cast Circle of Death into the group down below. It's got... Uh, okay, what's the range on it? Let's see, the range is 150 feet. So Yeah, but not just the range. Is it like yeah. an area effect? Uh-huh, 60 feet. Okay, um, 60 feet will get everybody in the room. All right, so they have to make a Constitution 18 uh, saving throw. Okay, and what happens? Uh, so they take 8d6 necrotic damage on a failed or half as much on a success. They are immune to necrotic damage. Well, that... In fact, how much damage did you do? I did nothing. No, but how much would you have done if they were not immune? 8d6. Okay, roll 8d6. Uh, Oh boy This is fine Hold on I messed up there That was one roll I don't know how to roll several at once When I'm using the thing That's one thing that D&D Beyond does not do very well If you want, just roll 1d6 And multiply by 8 So we can get out of this faster Okay, there we go Plus the So uh, that was what, 43 Okay each of them goes, there's a moment of like, and then they're like, regeneration pro- protocol's active. Regeneration protocol's active. Regeneration protocol's active. Uh, and they each get about that many f- temporary hit points. Oh, well, God. Okay. Actually, um, they get half that many temporary hit points. I'm sorry. Okay. So I screwed that up. Good. And <laughs> that was, um, let's see. Can I do anything fun with a bonus action? Uh, no, I'm glad I didn't uh, hex either because that. Would have added some more necrotic. So no, that's about all for me. Okay, uh, Will you? You're up. You, um, you're you're kind of standing around. You don't know what just happened. You just heard Arison cast like a very powerful sounding spell. Then you heard regeneration protocols active. You don't know what what's going on. Okay, um, this is not good, but I'm going to do this because it should be fun. How many of them total are there? Four. Fantastic. Um, so I'm going to walk into the room and I have my that that. Uh, staff that is totally proprietary and not actually from Stargate SG One, um, mm-hmm. and I do this thing where I throw it down on the, I stamp it into the ground. Wind starts billing around me, and I cast Steel Wind Strike. Uh, so I get to make a spell attack against all of their ACs. Um, okay. And for everyone I hit, they take sixty ten force damage. Okay. Uh, do that. You so you're rolling an attack. It's an attack. There is no saves okay. or anything. Okay, three thirteens and a twelve plus eight each. So. You hit all four. All right, and then I'm going to use my special ability that just makes me do maximum damage, so they all take 60 uh, damage force. Okay. Um, as they're all, like, saying regeneration protocol active, you step in and, and you do the thing with the staff, and it literally looks like Willier turns into, a like, a pinball. And then I, and I, and as, I, as I stop, I do the superhero pose in the middle because I have to be five feet away from one of them. Yeah. So he does that, slash, 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 slash. If Arison hadn't just amped them up, he would have killed all four of them. Um, but since Arison just gave each of them like 40 hit points, um, they're all hurt. Oh, yeah, 20. That's right. Sorry, it was half. So two of them are hurt really badly. One of them is down. It's on the ground. And the one with the giant weapon of some kind, takes it takes exactly as much damage as the rest of them, but it seems the less, least affected. Okay. And then... Uh... You had to move 10 feet to get to see them to cast it i have a 120 foot range with this thing yeah but you had to go around the corner to yeah. see them yep so 
you're now in the room. Yep. No, because I have to add five feet away from him. I, I'm well aware. Yeah. Okay. Um, I do not have any cantrips. I have to wait. So that's my turn. Okay. Um, you might want to use that action ability to get the heck out of there. Well, I can. I'll run. I can only go twenty. Uh, fifteen feet. I only have a walking speed of twenty. Oh yeah, that won't get you very far. But I mean, I'll still try to back. I'll try to head back towards the fifteen feet. Okay. You. You. Willier is now roughly. 10 feet into the room. Uh, the one that he was standing next to is the one that dropped. So he doesn't get an attack of opportunity, but and there's I, the rest of them are still there. And a comment out loud since talking is a free action. Huh? I would have expected that to have done more. That's uh will yours go. Medeal, you're up. Medeal. Yep. 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 I was just reading what I was going to do. Um, I am going to cast insect plague. Alrighty. Uh, 20... give, me, give me the run through on what this does. Okay. 20 foot radius sphere centered on a point. I want to get as many of them as possible. You can get two of them. The two okay. that are the two that are like just standing around, they don't have guns. The one with the gun is too far back. Okay. Uh, I will cast it on them. Uh, biting insects. It'll spread around the corner. Um, it's concentration up to 10 minutes. Okay. Um each creature must make a constitution saving throw, takes 4d10 piercing damage, or half on a save. Okay. What's the save difficulty? 19. Okay. First one fails. Second one succeeds. Just barely. So yeah, one of them failed outright. The other succeeded. So we'll go ahead and roll damage. Okay. I have to do some math. Okay. 31. No. 32 total damage. Okay. Uh, one of them falls down, and the other, like, is twitching as insects swarm onto it, biting and piercing it, uh, but doesn't fall down. And Anything that's it, else? because the, the range is 300 yards on that, so I can cast it from a long way away. So, yeah, 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 you, you cast it. But... I'm fine. All right, uh, then that's Medeal's go. Fizzle? Um, the one with the, like, larger weapon still not, like, it's still looking pretty good, you said? Yeah, it, for one thing, it's not even, it. it's the one the furthest away, uh, it's actually the first one that uh, will your hit because he poured it out, hit it, then hit the other three. Um, it's standing there aiming its weapon. Is it how, how far away is it from me right now? It's 50 feet away from you. It's, it's oh, actually cool. just slightly around the corner. Um, then I am. Going... It does have, it does have half cover. Oh, uh, uh, what does that mean for? It, it gets an armor class bonus. Okay. Except, um, uh, again, except against, I think spells are sharpshooter. I don't know. It depends on the spell, for that matter. I think yeah, some spells would. Yeah. If, if you make an attack roll with it, I think it's actually fine. But if you no, if you make an attack roll with it, it still gets the benefit of, of AC. Unless it's melee. But if, yeah. But regardless, it, that is what's going on. Um, I would like to cast polymorph on it. Okay. It's a wisdom. Okay, it is immune to polymorph. Shoot. Well. Um. I didn't... Actually, though, hmm, you should make a saving throw. No, I shouldn't. Yeah, you should. Uh, wisdom? Yeah, that's what it is. You just said what yeah, it was. Yeah, no, I, just, I wanted to make sure that counter was the same. You get advantage because of Hero's Feast. Oh, uh, nat 20. Cool. What were you going to turn you, turn it into? Um, I was trying to decide that. Uh, well, whatever it was going to be, you feel yourself start to turn into it, and you're like, no, it's my spell. I'm not changing myself into a thing. So, yeah, you you, you shake it off. You don't transform, but... Yeah, it almost happened. It's probably going to be like a frog, skunk, firefly. Those are the top three. Okay, well, you don't turn into any of those. Or a horrible fly, skunk, you know, 
Yeah, it's just some amalgamation. No, you, you're still you. Help me, help me. Did you do anything else? Um, I will just use... Who, who's next on deck? I'll, I'll use Bardic Mischief. Inspiration. I will use Bardic Inspiration. So um, Mischief gets 1d10? Yeah. Okay, Mischief, you, you have 1d10 Inspiration die. It, when you make an attack or anything, you can roll an extra 1d10 to make the attack or make a saving throw or what have you. You have it until you use it. Oh, okay, cool. So it's like inspiration. Yeah. Okay. Um. So the the dude with the big the big I'm assuming it's like a rifle type thing. Yes. Okay. It, it, it is an assault rifle. I just you wouldn't know that. Right. Um. He said he's in the back. Yeah, he's slightly around the corner. You can still hit him. He's just got a little cover. Okay. He's so- basically playing Halo, and he's like pulled up against the wall with his gun, the way every Halo player does. Right. You, you know that's what he is doing. Well, I'm assuming, I mean, he's engaged with somebody else, right? Uh, at the moment, he's not directly engaged with anybody. He's just standing there with a gun. He's going to try to shoot at you guys, but he doesn't, there's nobody in melee with him. Okay, so um, are there, like, pillars around the room or anything like that? No, it's a, kind of like a recess. Mm-hmm. And as you're looking around, you realize it's like a flat metal floor with, like, drains in it. And there's nozzles okay. at the side. Weird. Yeah. Um, so there's no place I can hide? I mean, you can try. Okay. So I'm going to try bonus action hide. Okay. Go for it. What is that? It's stealth, right? Yeah, it's stealth. 32? Yeah. <laughs> you guys don't know how Mischief manages to do it. But while this is all going on, you're like, where did Mischief go? I, <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> okay. And then I'm going to fire my short bow at the dude. Okay. Go for it. 17? Did you do that with advantage if you're hidden? Oh, I didn't do it with advantage. Or, or Bardic Inspiration, I don't know. If you... Oh, I didn't do Bardic Inspiration well, either. Roll, roll again for advantage. We'll see what you get. 27? Uh, 27 is definitely going to hit him. Okay, well then I'm going to save my Inspiration for, I guess, whatever I need it for. Um, so, let's see. Damage is 7. And I then think your sneak attack is you where you're going to You have attack, sneak yeah. attack. It's 7 first, and then, hang on. Remember you're level 14, so that's off a bit. Right, that's why I was like... Trying to figure out how many dice it is. It's seven. So hang on. Yeah, seventy-six. Another twenty damage. So okay. twenty-seven total. Uh, you do. This is a significant shot. Like the the bolt. Like it's a sharp bow, so it's an arrow. It literally is protruding out of like the middle of his face, and there's sparks. Um, but he doesn't fall down. Okay. Do I have enough movement left to duck back out the door? Yes. In fact, okay. you, you would have had to just go ten feet to get to to a place to shoot at him. Okay, so I'm going to halo myself and duck back around the door. Gotcha. Um, Kanahe. Um, I want to oh, just... Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, you're, you're at a 10, right? Yeah. Okay, no, before that you hear regeneration protocols active, mm-hmm. and the two that have been taken down both stand up. Oh, no! Oh, I they don't do look great, not like that. Actually, as you're watching, you can see, like, like, wires and tendrils of things coming out and, like, pulling their flesh together. And the one that's got an arrow in his head for mischief, like stuff is actually, there's a, you hear a noise and you see like these things come out and actually cut the arrow and the arrow drops out of its head. Not the, the point part, just the shaft and the forehead closes up. Oh God. Uh, that is unpleasant. Um, and uh, yeah, now you're up. That's so, still their action. So there are three of them up still. Yeah, the two of them don't look great by any stretch of the imagination, but they're all up at the moment. Um, how how big is the room? I'd say it's a, it's like a 
50 foot circle with like these weird metal things along the walls and like the lighting in the ceiling. And there's like, you know, a like pit, like several drains in the floor, which is like a hard substance. So if I put something with a 60 foot cone, could I hit everybody? You might not be able to hit the guy in the back because he's actually slightly outside of the room, but you'd get everybody else. No, but there are only two. I'm not burning that. There's spell three. To get two things. They're th- all three of them. Yes. All three of them are up at the moment. Okay. So all four of them are up. Yes, but all three, walk- the two of them, two of them went down. Those yeah. are back up. There's one that was still up. It's still up, and obviously the one with the firearm is in the back. Can I go far enough in the room to hit all four of them in a sixty foot cone? No, because one of them is literally behind a wall. Like they just, oh. he will come out to shoot at people. But if you literally have to <sighs> walk around the corner, you have to walk through this entire room, turn, and be <laughs> pointing at him in the hallway that he's in. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't want to do that. Okay, I am going to catch three of them in a cone of cold that is a con 18 save. Okay, it's cold? Um, cone of cold, you so. said? Let me, yes. All right, yeah, um, they, they're going to have disadvantage on that. Okay. Okay. Three failures. Uh, that is 88. Let's see, I have three, four, five, six. Um, this is cold damage? Wait, no, cold damage. Okay, when you roll, multiply the number by two. Oh my god. Sweet. Uh, six, 11, 15, 18, 20, 28, uh, 34 damage. So, 68 damage. All three of them drop. Dang! Oh gosh. And and the next the other one is out of line of sight. That's correct. Okay, so there's nothing I can do. With him, okay, I would like to back back around. Uh, I would like to back around the door if there's I don't want to go in and like melee him. Okay. Zell, you're also on a ten? Uh, yep. Okay, are you doing anything else, Kanahe? I don't think there's anything useful I can do. I I can't go and like investigate what these things are, can I? I mean, you could actually you couldn't because you can't make a you can't make a skill check in combat. Well, you can, but you do. We would literally take up your action. You already used your action to cast a spell. So next Hang round, on. you can do that. Could, if you I, could I use sorcery points to turn that into a bonus action and then use my? No, I couldn't do that. That's the wrong. Well. You could have done I that had you told me points. you could have done it. Yeah, you didn't yeah, tell me okay. you were doing it, so no. Yeah. But if you wanted to do that in the future, yes, you could. You yes, could do that. yes, okay. Uh, yeah, there's nothing else useful I can do this round. Okay, Zell, the room is now covered in a like frosty hoarfrost type glaze, and there's three things on the ground, like with ice puncturing various body parts. Okay, um, I'm gonna charge in there and try and get close to the oh, guy with the gun before one, can one, one second. A creature killed by the spell becomes a frozen statue until it thaws. Yep. So, Zell, you uh, going so into the room? The room yeah, is 50 feet. It's like a 50 foot circular room. So to get through the entire room, you'd have to move 10 feet to get around the corner and into the doorway, then 50 feet to get through the room, and then you're not entirely sure where he is on the other side. Okay, well... I'll give it my best shot. Are oh, you going to be? Are you, are you double moving? Can I you, use? I'm can you just going to single move. I'll single move and then see what's. The All right, situation. you you get um, ten feet 
to get to the door. Then 25 feet into the room, you're halfway through the room. You're surrounded by frozen statues. Are they within, like, hitting range? Can I hit them? I mean, yeah, you can hit them. Then I'll break the statues. All right. uh, I guess roll some attacks. You'd have to roll real crappy to miss these guys, but, you know, maybe it'll happen. I mean, it's 22. Okay. How many attacks do you have at this point? Uh, Three attacks per action. Okay, so yeah, go ahead, roll, roll three different attacks. You can put all three into one guy, or you can hit each of them once. Uh, so it was a 22, a 19, and a 29. Is this damage? I, no, that's just to, to hit. Okay. And I'll attack each of them once. All right. Uh, it's 11 damage, 15 damage, and 21 damage. Okay, you shatter three statues. They are now a collection of frozen parts on the ground around you. So that's your move and your action? Yep. Got a bonus action. Could I stomp on any, like, because there's still those silver ball things that were sticking out of their head. Could I stomp on one of them as a bonus action? I mean, I probably should say no, but what the heck. Go ahead. Uh, as you do, you've, you one of, the bol- one of the head balls rolls up to you and you stomp on it. And stuff goes everywhere and yeah, it's quite gross. And there's brain matter in there. Okay. I feel good about that. Like, it's super gross, but I feel good about what I've done. Okay, that's that's you then? Yep. Okay, uh, those guys are all dead, so they don't get to go. Um, they, zombies should have rolled better, I guess. Um, the last one comes around the corner, sees you stomping on the brain case of one of them, uh, aims, and will a 30 hit you? Um, yes. Okay, you take... Oh, no. You take four points of damage, because I rolled four ones. Wow! <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, oh, my gosh. I'm down to 16 temporary hit points. These are 40 20, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So I, ha- I had a potential <laughs> of doing 80 points of damage to you, and it's that I did four. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. That wasn't. That wasn't. So that's, you have the luck trait? <laughs> that's its go. I do have luck as a feat. It does, <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't, so it can't reroll ones. It's not a half length. Um, it, it doesn't. It can't do anything, so yeah, it, it fires, ping, barely, barely even scrapes your paint, and goes back around the corner like Commander Shepard on a bad day. <laughs> uh, that's their go. Uh, Arison, you're up. Okay, so it's just the one guy, and is he still behind cover? Yes, he has got cover. He is. He's around the corner. He's he's very very mass effectuing this. Okay, so I'm going to send my imp in a little deeper so I can cast through him. And then I'm going to cast Eldritch Blast, and I have, I think it's called Repelling Blast, or okay. Repelling... Yeah, Repelling Blast. It's where you knock him yeah. back 10 feet? Yeah, to try and get him out of cover. Okay, the, how are you angling it? So... Uh, hold on a second, I'm going to try and do something here. I did, I'm sorry that this is taking a little bit of time. It's combat. Combat always takes time. Oh, neat! If you look at the map, you see like there's a little blue person and kind of like this, I'm trying to figure. You see a bunch of circles there. Yes. Those circles are basically people. Uh, ignore them. But there's a blue face. There's, oh, there's a blue a little blue there. thing. Yes. Yeah, I see the blue thing. That blue thing is the guy. Okay. So if you repel him, you'll probably repel him down and away, unless you angle your imp to be on the other side of him. Do you understand what I'm saying? Um. Uh, 
you want to push him towards the round room that he's just next to. That is my, you know, if you don't want to, if you just want to push him out of cover, you can do that, but he'll be, he'll still have cover from everybody else because they'll still be like in that room or in the other hallway. You guys are just south of that big red circle. If you look in the, the very center of this map, the big okay. red circle, yeah. you guys are just south of that. So you're like all kind of standing in the hallway in order to get him so that other people can hit him. You'd have to push him towards those giant circles that are actually people, you know, the, my, my player characters in the video game I'm playing that I stole this map from okay. uh, because I can didn't my, have time to design my own map. <laughs> okay. Can my M so he can fly 40 feet. So if he dashes, he can go 80 feet, 80 feet. So can he dash 80 feet just so he's, in line between him, the target, and that room. Yeah, he could do that. I mean, because you are casting a spell through him. He right. doesn't take an action for that spell. You do. Exactly. Yeah, you can do that. All right. And so then I get I can cast three Eldritch Blasts. What is Eldritch Blast? Force? It's force damage. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, no more necrotic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, it's like he's playing pool. <laughs> exactly. Trying to get him in the pocket. Okay. And I'm less worried about the damage and more about trying to knock him 10 feet. Does he have to make a save or something on that? Uh, it doesn't say that. It just says they move 10 feet. Okay. So each blast might move him 10 feet? As long as it hits. All right. Go for it. Okay. First one is 21. That hits. All right. That's 14 force damage. Okay. Uh, next one's 13. That misses. Okay. And third one is uh, 31. That definitely hits. All right. So, believe it or not. And that's another 10 force damage. So, he would have okay. been knocked back 20 feet. Yeah. He's actually now in that room. He's only about 10 feet away from Zell. Is that and provoking an attack of opportunity? No. He's no. 10 feet from you. You're not using a glaive. And it doesn't matter. When they're knocked back, it does not provoke opportunity attack. Yeah. You can't provoke attack of opportunities by, by moving other, other people. It's only if they choose to move. He didn't choose this. He just got shoved. Yep. All right. Then that was it for me. Okay. Uh, the blasts definitely hurt him. Uh, he's not dead. This one is wearing... You realize the other three were all naked. They didn't have any clothes on. Weird. This, this guy had clothes on. Okay, then. Also, the damage from the cone of cold has broken off one of the pipes. And you realize water is coming into this room now. It's not filling the room. It's just a f like a flow of water that's going down into the drains and swirling away. But now you realize this room is the reason it's so warm here is because this water is very warm. It's like some kind of steam room or something. Okay, then. But yeah, he's now in the room. Uh, I believe that was Arison. So, Willier, I think you are next. Uh, we are going to go with the good old classic favorite, Ray of Frost. Okay, go ahead. Uh, does a 19 hit? It just hits. Okay, 3d8 damage. Remember to multiply it by two if it's cold. Uh, I have special spell stuff. It's... Man, he could have he could have done eighty damage. <laughs> he could have. He did four. Uh, so then I was like, is... Corey's leg would have come off. <laughs> <laughs> ah, he don't really need legs. Uh, thirty-two points of frost damage. Is that before or after doubling? That's the okay. He is doing very poorly. Like components are now like clicking together as they're like unable to move and there's ice in his mouth as he says that's all i can do okay well has done that uh medial technically your insect swarm is still up right it, it hasn't it's been 10 it hasn't been 10 minutes correct 
Yeah, yeah, it's literally been around. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it would still be up. I mean, he's in the room now. He's in the, the sphere of the, you see, we said it was 20-foot radius sphere. Yeah, yes. he, he and Zell are both in it. I'm assuming you're not having it attack Zell, but. No, no. So do you do you roll for it or something? Yeah, no, I I would direct it to attack him. I and suppose. Does, does it then we'll have to roll an attack on him? Oh, um, I was looking at something else, but I can't I think do it, that. It's a save. Is it insect I plague? It was, I, it's just a, it's just a is save. It, he, is it swarm of insects or insect plague? Insect plague. Okay, insect plague is concentration of ten minutes. Right, it's it can uh, spread around corners. Con, con, yeah, yeah. Constitution. Con, con saving throw. Con saving throw. Okay, uh, hold on. Will a twenty three save? Yeah, my DC is nineteen. Okay. Does so it do half damage? Or it does, does half it? damage. So roll the damage. I did, and um, that would be a ten. So five. <laughs> no, he. I rolled a twenty. I rolled okay. twenty. So he so takes he gets 10. ten. Uh, his skin is coming off in places now, and there's a lot of beeping and struggling. He's like. Mm. But he doesn't drop. Fizzle, you up. Um, I will do Toll the Dead. That does necrotic damage? Oh, wait, no, never mind. Yeah, never mind. I, I think... Oh. I'm a nice DM. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you <laughs> I could have just let you do that. Yeah, I'm trying to see actually where it says. Yeah, necrotic. Okay, then I'm going to um be within 10 feet. I'm going to move... I don't know, because he's... How close is he to me now? Uh, much closer. Uh, he'd be about 30 feet if you were in the doorway. Okay, then I'm going to move 20 feet, uh, so I'm within 10 feet of him, mm-hmm. um, and do poison spray. Okay. Uh, he has to do a con save, 15. Okay. So, yeah, he makes that. He rolls a 19. Okay. Um, oh, okay, he doesn't take half damage or anything. He just doesn't take damage. Okay, yeah, apparently he herky-jerks his way outside of the poison spray. Possibly you were trying not to hit Zell, who knows. But regardless, he does not get poison spray. Oh, I, I kind of, like, look at my, my wing, and I'm like, ah, ah. like, why didn't that work? Okay, so that's a move and an action. Do you do a bonus action of any kind? Mischief so. hasn't used your marketing inspiration yet. So No, I haven't. Uh, yeah, so then, nope, no bonus action. All right, Mischief, you are up. Well, now he's engaged with people. Uh, technically, no. He's 10 feet away from anybody. He's not in melee with anyone. Okay, but I'm technically, like, could I be considered hiding because I'm around the corner? I mean, you didn't make a hide check. No, I didn't. Uh, okay, so bonus action hide. Okay. 18. Okay, you, you're pretty sure. Actually, wait, I have, stuff... reliable, I have reliable talent, so that'd be a 24. Yeah, you're pretty sure, even with the 18, you were pretty sure that he has got enough going on that he is not really capable of paying attention to you at this point. Uh, unless you'd like come into the room going, "I'm hiding here." He, he didn't. He did not see you. You're. You're. you <laughs> I'm gonna flip around the corner and see if I can hit him with my short bow. Go for it. He does not have cover. Nineteen. That'll hit. Okay, so six damage plus seventy-six. If it actually was seventy-six, then you're done. But I understand that it's not. Six plus twenty-three, so twenty-nine damage. Okay, and with that, he collapses. And thanks to to Willier's Ray of Frost, he does not regenerate. He drops Ooh. to the ground. Can I take his stick? Yes, you can take his stick. Cool. Can I look at it? Does it yeah. look like the? Does it look like a bigger version of the ones? It's similar. Um, does it have a tongue thingy? <laughs> like yeah, the it, other? it's it has a trigger. Yes. Now that you know what triggers are, it, it has one of those. It's got a longer barrel. Uh, it's it's a bulkier object. Um, 
Willier comes over. He can read that it says Heckler and Koch, uh, HK700U. Does it have bullets? Like- it has a large banana clip, which you wouldn't know what that is, but it, it's basically if you've, you know, you've played, you've played Mass Effect. It's got a real big clip. Okay. Uh, I'll just tell you up front, it's the Revenant. <laughs> so if, if you've played Mass Effect, this is a Revenant. If you haven't played Mass Effect, it's a really fire hose of a gun. There's a reason it did that much damage to Corey, or would have had it rolled better. Can I attune to this? Yeah. You okay. can't attune to this or the other guns. They are okay. different enough that you can't do both. Okay. Yeah, I only have one attunement slot open, so I'm just going to put it in the bag holding. Gotcha. <laughs> so there are now seven firearms in the bag of holding. In the bag of holding. Just, yeah. yeah, along with the iron box. Just, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Seems fine. Okay, well, since now you guys have a map at this point, I'll just tell you um, that you can see there's a room pretty much straight ahead. You can you can see it. The other rooms in this circle, there's nothing in them. Like, okay. You, you can, I mean, there's there's bags there. That's where treasure is. So there there is some loot if you want to like gather it up. It's mostly those weird coins from before, the ones mm-hmm. that have like you know, you know in guy- in God we trust. Did the uh, did the guy know. with the big stick? Did he have um one of those ID cards on him? Yep. Uh, Can I take it? Yep, Lieutenant Brewer. Ooh. I'm gonna give it to Willier since Willier's collecting these things. Okay. Yeah. It says uh, Lieutenant Brewer Special Operations Unit. Okay. So Willier, you have another key card. Alrighty then. Four key cards. Yeah. This one says Lieutenant. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you go around like gathering the various treasure bags in your vicinity, it's mostly just like stuff you don't really understand, like these the weird tunics with the zippery thing, uh, pants. It occurs to you that they have th- the the pants have little bags sewn into them. Look like, at this, weird. guys! This is like that's, the most clever thing I've ever seen. Wow! You you feel strangely like you know, especially the the, the women in the group definitely feel like this is something clothes should have. Yeah. <laughs> this is such a great idea. Why don't they uh, do that with everything? Kanahe is going to take one of these tunics with the with the metal things and them and like wow, this is like the most amazing thing she's ever seen. Isn't that thing cool? It's yeah. actually a, it's actually a little heavy. Uh-huh. And you you look inside and it's got plates of some kind of material oh. like inside the thing. And you can see like at one point, there's like damage on it from you know when you did the big frost explosion that got stopped mm. by this plate. Oh, interesting. So what like you have, armor? what you have is a is a you go ahead and call it a cloth tunic. I will I will have uh-huh. this, the stats written up for it later. But basically, it's a cloth tunic that adds ten to your armor class. Whoa! Wow. But are there but any more it, of those? <laughs> no, these the other guys <laughs> are naked. Oh, okay. If it's considered armor, I can't actually wear it, or I'm not. It's um, it's literally cloth. Efficient. It is a okay. Sh- it is a shirt, like you. It is a shirt that gives you 10 AC. It does override against bracers of armor. If you have bracers of armor, you can't use those and this. But I this is not. significantly better than bracers of armor or bracers Nothing of defense. That's what they call them now. <laughs> I'm feeling real good about this this zippy thing. I I don't know if Kanahe. I don't think she's even like paying attention to the fact it's armored. It's like wow, this this thing is really neat. All clothes should have it's, something like this. This is so it looks good on you. It's a deep blue. It has uh-huh. like it has a whole bunch of like 
colored buttons on the side, like a lot of them. You don't know what they stand huh. for. It's got like, you know, it's, it's tailored in an odd, odd way that you've never seen before. Extremely small threads used to hold it together. Um, and again, oh. it has those internal bags. It's actually got several oh, of them. This is so great. This is, this is the best piece of loot I have gotten this entire Look campaign. at that. There's little pocket. There's little pouches for you to put all your stuff in. Maybe we can find some more guys like this to kill and get more of these. That's really cool. There's also like, there's like some strange uh, cloth, the strange cloth pants. There's shoes that have more of those metal zipper things on them. So you put your foot in the shoe and then you zip them up. Some of them are laced up front. You find those in various places throughout. Um, yeah. But other than that, the only place in this part that you haven't been to is the large room all the way on the left of the map where the robots are or where the no 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 you're actually behind the robots oh okay if you look that group of again the group of circles that are then contain people's characters including the horse uh they're directly behind the two robots the door is on the other side like you can see the other side of the door you got around it by doing this okay cool um is there anything that looks like a portal in here uh you have that one room you haven't checked yet so we should go check that room Do you mind if, can we, can we take a little break before we do that? Actually, I'm going to say this. Uh, Let's, you go into that room. There's no hostility in that room. There's a big screen uh, with another one of those lots of keys thing. Hmm. Will you, I'm not even going to make you roll because you've seen enough of them. You put in the Lieutenant's card and it gives you access. And after a couple minutes, you're like, you know where the portal is now because you, you, you basically download this map. You get to see this map. The portal room is that giant room up to the north that has molten stuff around the bottom of it. And then there's a big room to the side. Okay. That is the portal room. Okay. Oh, so we have to go past the, the other things. Yeah. Okay. Yep. In the but, other direction. But I'm going to say as you're scanning, you, you get a camera, you turn the camera on and you see in that room, there's a gigantic metal dragon and you, except you are rotting and falling apart. And there are chains coming out of you. And he Which looks, you are you talking about? Willier. Oh God. And as you're like scanning with the camera, the giant metal dragon, it turns its head and you realize it's a machine. It's some kind of machine, uh, okay. more sophisticated than anything you've ever seen before. And the Willier who is in your original body looks up at the camera smiles and starts heading for the portal. And that's where we're going to stop for today. Because ah! it's 4.30. <laughs> uh, We've been at this for oh three boy. hours. Like I said, you guys came pretty close. You almost could have ended the campaign right here, but you would have had to go the different direction. Ah, okay. So now we're going to have to fight a giant but metal I dragon. Got, Maybe. I got this rad jacket with a zipper, though. I have so many firearms. Totally worth it. <laughs> I, I literally am envisioning like just hot fuzz. Like mischief just runs around the corner, does a dive, has both like has two handguns just blaring, <laughs> screaming at the top of her lungs. I have to decide whether I want to attune to the little ones or the really big one. The really big one does more damage. The little yeah. ones have more ammunition. Right. The little right. one seems more like your style, though, because it's like, you know, quasi you can do You can dual wield the little ones as well. <laughs> I'm going to put all the stuff up in the campaign. I'll put them on your okay. character sheets, but by okay. the next session. So you'll, you'll, you can figure out what you got. Okay. I'm actually just super happy that I got to pull that, uh, 
that spell combination. <laughs> Finally, that was rad. <laughs> I've been waiting to do that for a while. I just I I didn't even think about the fact, and and I guess it's a little inside baseball for y'all still listening as we're streaming this. But I didn't think about the fact that 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 he was going to do a necrotic spell, <laughs> and and the the fact that they the the lair action is that any necrotic spells give them temporary hit points and regeneration, and the only thing they're vulnerable to is cold. Like that was all just that was just all there. I had the cold trap at the beginning to tell you guys that they're vulnerable to cold. But it didn't even occur oh. to me. I didn't. It, I kept thinking, like, how am I going to get that to happen? Maybe, maybe they'll like get the. I was originally going to have. I was originally going to have the, the the zombies activate once you went past it and come tra- come uh-huh. try to get you. But then he just did the thing with the crate, and I was like, all right, that'll work. Like, I, thank I'm you, Corey. Out of that. Yeah, and then so yeah, that's that was like a hint that the cold hurts these things. I was uh, so excited to use my new spell. Like, yeah, take out a whole room of them. And- Yep, yep. You buffed them. Congratulations. <laughs> it was hilarious. I mean, the best part was when you rolled a four. Four damage. <laughs> that was like, that could have, the max damage that thing could have done was 80, and it did four. Four <laughs> like, wins. That's fantastic. Like, just Are you hear, kidding me? We could just hear the disappointment in your voice. <laughs> four. I was like, how, what are the odds of me rolling four ones? I mean, you'd think I'd roll a two or a four really or something. That's... That is actually almost oh, impossible God. to do. So that was the lowest one, I could possibly have done. Like a 1.5% chance, I think, or something like that. It's very low. But <laughs> yeah. this has been the game, guys. Uh, thank you for listening to us do it. I uh, hope you're enjoying it because we're, we're getting pretty crazy. I At this point... I'm pretty sure that next session will be the last yeah, session I of the Riotan so. campaign because uh-huh. basically it's a big fight scene and then we'll do the denouement where people get to decide what happens to their characters after that happens. But after mm-hmm. that, um, Joe and I are cooking up something. Yes, we are. So there will be another game where we're going to just finish this one and then we can move on from there. Stuff is yet to be revealed. Uh, because Medeal didn't want to know. And so <laughs> there is a fair uh, story you'll find out next week. I'm going to bed. I mean, I'm what? No, it, it was, was great. Years old. It, was was it was perfect. It was perfect. It was great. When you, when you did that, I'm sitting there going, that's why I just had uh, Golly go, okay, you don't want to know. Don't blame me. And it's like, okay. And then, it's, but yeah, also you got to see what happened when Mitch befriends the destroyer. Yes. Guy. That yeah, that was, was awesome. that was that very was, useful. That was awesome. That was a thing. I mean, I didn't know. I oh was thinking God. you'd pop around them while they were busy fighting each other, but then I'm like, or this. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, thanks, thanks again, everybody. Uh, everybody, say goodbye, and then I will push the button and stop streaming. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening.